Good morning, Rise in Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. How's everybody feeling today? It's Freedom Family Friday. Oh, yeah. Brandon Meyer already joining us here live this morning says he really needed his morning synth wave today. Well, you got it. We're rocking and rolling here in the mornings. Since it's Friday, we get the lovely Stephanie Peterson in studio. Oh, I feel like we just blasted off right before the show. I don't know if you all noticed that little countdown. Austin always counts down in my ear and I'm like, okay, here we go. Five, four, three. It feels like New Year's. One of the things I think people really enjoy about the Wake Up America show is how prompt we are. I mean, yesterday was the exception because the internet wasn't working. Thank it was because I was driving in my car trying to get here. Thank God. No, but thank you for that. But uh, thankfully, the internet is working today, which we are blessed. Yes, we are blessed. We, we brought our emergency router from home just in case. Yes, but I think people really appreciate that we actually start on time. So let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Sunny Bunny joining us for the first time today. What's up, Sonny? Nice to meet you. Hi. Good morning. Like Are to, you in Florida or We something? like to make new friends. S-O-N-N-Y, like oh, okay. the sun, like the son of God. Ah, uh, yes. Nice to see you here this morning. Click like and subscribe to the channel if it's your first time here. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time on the Wake Up America show. Let's get it going. All right. Alex Jones interviewed by Tucker Carlson last night and... No, the memes are already flying fast and furious. So Stephanie and I were enjoying listening to the clips this morning, weren't we? Oh, I was. I'm so glad to see his face. It's funny because uh, Steffi is a big Alex Jones fan. So I was. She, Back in 2009, 2010, I watched a lot of Alex Jones. Well, I watched Alex Jones initially um, because he was, in 2008, he was the only person who was interviewing Ron Paul. Mm -hmm. And he would yeah. have Ron Paul on like uh, pretty much every day. And <laughs> so awesome. if you wanted to get your Ron Paul fix for the day, I remember yeah. I was working in um, in Manhattan at the time uh -huh. and I would listen in with one ear because I was a telemarketer, a business to business telemarketer yeah. at the time. And I would listen in one. I would make phone calls with one ear, dial with one ear. And then the other year I had Alex Jones. And that was back when he had the Conan the Barbarian theme. It was the one that was dun, dun. Dun, 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 you get all music? yeah it was the conan the barbarian theme okay yeah, my memory is not it that may good. still be because i haven't listened to it yes. in a while but but uh i used to love i used to get so hyped up the i would get so excited ron paul would be on but then it would be like uh, i would all i was also very paranoid too because mm -hmm. i was like at this at any point in time the fbi is going to kick my door down i just know oh, absolutely. it we all thought we were going to get oh, raided yes. they're going to steal our gold Yes. We were buying gold like crazy. That's when you bought your gold, right? I bought my gold at two different times. But yes, in particular, I believe 2011, 2012, I literally ran to the gold store and I was like, it's collapsing now. <laughs> I mean, like Ron Paul would be like, we have barely any time left. You got to go. You got to buy our gold. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe we just uh, we, maybe that's what we should do for our layer capital ads, stuff like that. Yeah, just be like the dollar is collapsing today. Today. We know it is. We have the proof. <laughs> so visit Lear Capital, LearAustin.com. Yes. We will be talking about our sponsor a little bit later, <laughs> but don't worry. We're not going to scare the crap out of you this morning, although it might be more effective. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe we're right. We're gonna you never know. We're going to talk. It's a good idea to have gold no matter what. We're going to talk about uh, the Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson interview. We've got mm -hmm. some of the highlights. I think the key factor, the one thing that really stood out to me was the the revelation that Joe Biden wanders around the White House naked. I thought that was kind of interesting myself. That's funny. So we're going to talk about that this morning. I'm going to play some of the clips. And boy, Vivek Ramaswamy just continues to impress, doesn't he? 
Oh, I love him. I've always loved him ever since he started rapping and playing tennis. He was always my favorite. When he did I called it at the Iowa State Fair when he did the Eminem song, and yep. it was yeah. Yep, that's when I knew he was my candidate. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play some more Vivek Ramaswamy clips, including his deputy press secretary who kicked ass yesterday. Damn. Oh, dude, he laid some smack down on this mainstream media news lady who tried to nail him in a corner. And oh, we've got a good clip for everybody today. You're going to want to stick around. Women getting their panties in a bunch. It's so fun. I love when women get their panties in a bunch, too. <laughs> Only in a different way. For yes. sure. For sure. Meredith Meyer said he, said he didn't stock up on gold, but he stocked up on gold schlager. Does that work? What in the world is that? Does, she doesn't know what gold schlager is, is guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not beer. Gold schlager is like a cinnamon whiskey. Really? It's kind of like, um, what do you, what's the, it's like fireball. It's like mm -hmm. clear, but it has flakes of gold in it. Oh, we were watching, uh, mm -hmm. what was it in Japan? They mm -hmm. were eating a uh, gold ice cream. There's a part of Japan yeah. that serves gold on everything. Yeah. Gold yeah. On your sushi, gold ice cream, gold sushi. It's mm -hmm. all gold. To, you can't taste it, but it's just like right. gold for some reason. Yeah. They put gold on everything. I mean, how much value okay, would you have to pick out every little piece of gold inside of that bottle? Of whiskey? No, you drink. You just drink it. You just drink the whiskey. And then I guess they'd have to cut you open to get the value. You just poop it out. I don't know why anybody would want to eat heavy metals, but there it is. Um, anyways, so Brandon Meyer says almost as many flakes comes off his scalp. <laughs> <laughs> you need some head and shoulders, my friend. He does head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and knees toes. And toes. We've got a lot of great clips for you today. We've got an awesome show. You don't want to miss a single minute. Make sure that you uh, click like and subscribe, but also don't forget to the text line. We'd love to hear from our listeners night or day at 573-319-1586. Finally have that number memorized. Let's hear it. What is it? 573-319-1586. That's right. Yeah. Stephanie, well done. Yeah. It just kind of, it has to roll off the tongue. You have to just let it go. That's right. That's right. So we've yeah. got a lot of great content today for you. We've got awesome guests. It's just me and Stephanie. <laughs> We're just the best We're the guests. best guests at, uh, uh, let's see, it's seven, 751. I've got a story from a former FBI agent who explains how to recognize the power dynamics in a room. Mm -hmm. Paying attention to the narrative, spoken and unspoken, can provide information that gives you an advantage in negotiations, interviews, and other critical communications, right? So it's pretty hel helpful. I definitely would say I am not the most powerful person in the room most of the time. But you can, here's the thing, in order to understand power dynamics, it's the step towards taking some power for yourself. Yeah. So we're going to talk Knowledge about- Knowledge is power, as I always tell my clients. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between, and this is kind of the thrust of this piece, the difference between forensic listening, mm -hmm. which is different from active listening, Right. So there's forensic listening and there's active listening. Oh. So we're going to talk about that this morning around 751. At eight o'clock central today, we're going to talk about emotional cheating. Right. Yes. Dear Abby, my boyfriend is emotionally cheating on me with another woman. Hated Abby's response. I thought it was weird. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting. We talk yeah. about relationship stuff typically on Friday because this is my lovely smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife. Yeah. And she likes the she likes the uh, relationship stuff. Although she does like some politics, too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm just a well-rounded woman. That's in right. Uh, yeah, she is very well-rounded, if you know what I mean. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Old-fashioned relationship habits that we need to bring back. I've got a list yeah. of old-fashioned relationship habits that we need to bring back. Eleven. So we're going to talk about those. And then cool. hopefully we'll have time before the end of the show today 
question when you go to somebody's house for like a holiday party because i know we've got a lot of like christmas parties coming up um do you take your shoes off when you go inside am i supposed to answer now not yet oh okay not yet but we will I'll talk about my that. mother would say hopefully we'll get to that by the end of the show today do you take your shoes off when you go inside of somebody else's house i know in japan they do apparently yeah, for sure apparently there was a sex in the city episode about uh -huh. this where uh, Carrie Bradshaw walked into the party for like a baby shower mm -hmm. and was told she had to take off her $500 shoes ah. and they got stolen. Oh, and so, no. yes, oh, no. at least that's what I thought. I haven't watched. Gosh, that would be like the last thing I would think of when someone's like, take off your shoes. I, I guess I've never been worried they'd get stolen before. Well, I thought was that, and they I had to read it because I didn't watch the show, but they, the, my thought was that you just, you'd want to show off your, your shoes. You don't want to take your sure. shoes off because you're proud of your shoes, but. Anyways, yeah. we'll talk about that at the end of the show today. If we have time, let's go ahead and start. Let's start the reaction for the show today, which would happen if I had properly set up the clips. And I just want to say happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish oh, yeah. friends and family members. Well, we're not allowed to celebrate Hanukkah this year, Stephanie, because it might be considered to be Islamophobic. That's right. So we don't want to celebrate. Yes. So uh, you can cover your ears, but Austin and I, we lit the menorah with my mom and sister and niece and nephew and last what, night. What, what's over the prayer? The, what's the, the prayer? Barakata Adonai Eloheinu. Eloheinu melech halom, asher kedishanim v'mitzvotah v'tivanu l'had l'kner shel Hanukkah. And then there's like, uh, we say three prayers on the very first night. And goodness, I don't have all those memorized. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we've got the Alex Jones clips ready to play. Let's take a listen and react. My grief is, this is really draconian. This globalist, great reset, new world order takeover is a post-industrial world, cut off the resources, 90% forced depopulation, breaking civilization by design, massive wars, famine. They've already cut off a third of the fertilizer in the last year worldwide. It's estimated that'll kill a couple hundred million people. Uh, the lockdowns worldwide, not the virus. The UN admits killed 80-something million extra people in the last three and a half years. And, 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 and so when the first world collapses, the third world dies. And then what's left of them floods us. And so the earth is being put into a countdown collapse right now. And so I'm like the fisherman when the tidal wave comes in. And I'm like, oh, my God, my wife and children are about to die. And so I'm not really worried about me because I'm a man. I did this. I knew it was coming. I've been proven right. And I'm not happy I was proven right. I wish we could have gotten ahead of this and stopped it. Yeah, we have a lot of credibility now that people see that we were right, so maybe we can stop the next phase of it. But the globalists have gone from testing phase, beta test phase, into full operational now. And they say, read their writings, we are going to have a post-industrial world by 2030. We will have no personal cars by 2030. You will be eating bugs by 2030. And okay, pause. There's a, there's a lot of claims there, right there. I, I think, used to believe all this too. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I think they do want us to eat bugs. And eat I've, the pugs, live in the pods. Eat the, bu eat the bugs, live in the pods. But it's like, wouldn't you think they would like start to slowly introduce bugs to our they diet? They are. Well, they are. We're not eating them yet. Uh, yes, we are actually. Like what it's, restaurant serves them? I can't believe that I'm the, the, me, the skeptic is introducing the conspiracy theorist mm -hmm. to the, the reality. Yeah. So, where like, are the bugs? Tyson Foods. They're yeah. starting to, they're starting to include it as part of our, like the foods that you buy so like the chicken tenders yes yeah, so i didn't know you were going to ask this yes i did not know you were going to ask my this question or i would have been prepared have bugs in them? yes bugs oh my god food no um, wonder i like chicken tenders so much everyday items it's made with instant insects pantry pests foods you didn't know are made of insects okay this sounds so weird that uh, they're like slowly secretly or no they're not secretly they're 
they're intentionally so, doing this and telling us they're doing this. Yes. So edible insects in Europe, a growing push for bug-based food. Somebody who could help me uh, with this because I, I, oh, here we go. Here we go. One month ago, Fox News, Tyson Foods investing big in bug protein for new venture. The first bug protein facility of its kind will be used to make food for pets, fish, and livestock, they say. No, not people. No, they are going to start introducing it to people as well. In Europe, a growing push for bug-based food to rein in emissions. This is from Yale. Oh. Yale University. Yeah. Uh, the EU is looking to insects as an alternative source of protein for livestock and people and they're easing regulations and subsidizing makers of insect-derived food. So the there's an emerging bug food industry in northern Italy, uh, and where they're harvesting bugs like mealworms and crickets. Heard worms are kind of okay, and crickets. Mm -hmm. You know, all the chocolate-covered varieties. They eat them in like like Malaysia and the Philippines right. and things on like fear that. Factor, things yeah, but, like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. On fear factor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think if I want to buy chicken from the store, I'd like to have, I mean, I guess you should know if you're eating chicken nuggets that like at the different fast food stores are like a hundred percent real beef. So right. They're going to be like a hundred or no, they will be like 80% real beef and 20% cockroach. But like part of me, like obviously, I think bugs are like obviously that seems disgusting to me, right? Like, listen, you know, you want to eat bugs, right? I, I think the reason people eat bugs is because they don't have the alternative. Like, if you're if you're in the Philippines or in Malaysia or whatever, you're eating bugs because you can't get a nice big juicy steak, right? There's so many bugs to go around, so I get it. And when I was a vegetarian, honestly, I always said the first thing that I would eat before the furry animals was bugs because I felt the least bad about bugs. I felt the least bad about killing them because they like don't feel as much pain. I know some um, like post vegetarians that, that have become pescatarians, mm -hmm. right? Where they eat fish, fish. Mm -hmm. but um, they say there are some like articles that I've read about people who eat only bivalves, which is uh, like clams. Ah, because they right? don't feel scallops. Pain. Yes, because they don't have any kind of like know. a pain sensor. I'd be into that. Yeah. I mean, okay. Have you? You've tried scallops when I've fed them. I think I've given you scallops. I think so. I was going to surprise you and take you to the Japanese restaurant this weekend. To um, so sweet. To the uh, what's it called? The uh, sakura. Oh, yes. And I was thinking mm -hmm. we should go because we were watching that. Uh, it was a, some some show yesterday where mm -hmm. we were saw like saw them doing the hibachi. And I always get the uh, yes, I always yes. get the steak and scallops. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm such an, a not cheap date. You're a cheap date. And I'm not. I'm the opposite. No, of I a get cheap like date. the chicken fingers and fries, and you're like, I want the filet mignon. I want the filet mignon, and I want the I want the steak and scallops. But the scallops, <laughs> I, scallops are just frigging delicious. <laughs> but then it's funny because here's the thing: we get all mad about eating bugs, right? We're like <laughs> the, the the elites want us to eat some bugs, and then it's a pod. But then we have no problem eating water based arthropods i know like it's not what you get used to crabs lobsters mm -hmm. right like so like water-based they're not like insects in the same way but like they're arthropods i think it's because we're just disgusted Creepy. by bugs bugs have a, a bad stigma mm -hmm. we're like ew gross dirty yes floby tenderson said uh i'm okay if my food eats bugs so that, I mean, that's why like have you ever had have you ever eaten duck no so duck is typically very greasy, mm -hmm. but and that's because they eat a lot of insects, mm -hmm. right? So it's insect-based mm -hmm. diet. But I mean, if you a lot of people who do free-range chickens, like their chickens eat a lot of um, 
Oh, absolutely. Get, they eat a lot of worms. They eat a lot of worms. Bugs in the garden. Bugs in the garden, That's why they're things really like good. that. Yep, for sure. Uh, Andy Opperman says water bugs are delicious. Yes, maybe we'll see you tonight at uh, Sakura, Andy yeah. Opperman. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's continue. We're talking about the Alex Jones Tucker Carlson interview. We could talk about the bugs. All right, let's continue. And we will start uh, the, the depopulation of 90% of the people by 2045. That is the official WF, official UN, official Club of Rome plan. What do you mean the depopulation? They want to bring the world population down to 500 million. But I thought we were opposed to genocide. No or no? I guess we're not. Well, you know, we're told now, don't have children, it's bad for the earth. And we're told all this, and Elon Musk is right, and is a hero for pointing out all the actuaries show, if you don't have 2.1 children, a man and a woman, people go, well, man and a woman can have 2.1. It's in the aggregate, folks, not a billion. If a country doesn't have 2.1, 2.2 replacement rate, then you don't have people to take care of the old folks, society collapses. And so uh, Japan's 1.3, Italy's 1.3, they're done as culture. Uh, America, without immigrant influx, is uh, about 1.6. That's not, that's not viable. Uh, and so, and I'm not just talking about white people only here, but white people are 7% of the world population, maybe 8 uh, and so wow. I would be That's sad like really if the last of the Eskimos were. Like, isn't, isn't that funny? Because you always, the way we kind of like were raised is to like, oh, because we live in a majority white nation. Yeah, you sort of feel majority. Yeah, but we're not. In, the, in terms of the world population, we're not. So weird. Right? And we're going to get into this clip that I've got of Vivek Ramaswamy where he talks about the white supremacist conspiracy theory replacement theory which is today was your first time you've ever heard of this yeah i started researching it yes so uh we've actually got that clip we're going to talk about that after the alex jones Mm -hmm. interview i didn't know the jews were part of this well the jews are part of everything the jews are part of every conspiracy right i mean just think about it you're pulling the strings you know without without stephanie there would be no wake up america show right so exactly i'm the one that brought the router because i'm jewish exactly (laughs) <laughs> See, the yeah. Jews control everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Wake Up America show. Uh, COVID <laughs> was a stab at depopulation. Um, well, the other thing that's shocking to me about what he said was in 2030, we will no longer have personal vehicles. We won't be driving cars anymore. That, uh, well, I mean, it's a prediction. I don't I know. Mean, that's if, in, probably not by that date. It's going to be 2024. Uh, <laughs> six more years and we're not going to drive cars. Well, uh, here's where, what I think is going to happen. Probably not by that date. Um, and Elon Musk has talked about this before too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that once, once self-driving cars are perfected, uh, and Elon Musk has even said this, that they're going to make it illegal to drive. Really? Yes. Because, Why? Be, because they're going to say it's for safety. You're only safe if a robot is driving your car. Yeah. Well, we'll think about it now. Let's try and be logical about this. Yeah. Obviously, we don't think it should be illegal to drive you and I, right? Mm-hmm. But let's entertain a thought without necessarily accepting it here. Robot drivers are likely to be safer drivers than people who are on their phone texting all the time. Yeah, that's people who true. are people who are drunk driving, people right. who are ninety years old. Right. People who are, uh, you know, 16 years old and things like that. Think about how terrible the drivers are right now. Right. I know. I just feel like normal people or smart drivers Mm -hmm. like us are going to be punished because Mm -hmm. of the people that are irresponsible. And that's not fair. You're right. I feel like robots are faulty, just like a computer sometimes gives you the blue screen of death. Right. What happens if you get that while you're on the road? Yes, you're correct. Well, and even worse is that what's happening right now. And I talked about this, I think, with Hannah Cox. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, and she's certainly been on the forefront of of fighting the uh, kill switch that they want to put in our vehicles. Have you heard about this? 
where it'll turn off uh, in an emergency? Or when will it exactly turn well, off? Oh, that too. But I mean, the government wants the ability to turn off all of our vehicles, right? So just all of a sudden, it'll just like come to a complete stop. Manda- mandatory, yeah, mandatory <laughs> kill switches. And, and it's ostensibly for safety. Of course, that's how they pitch everything, right? Safety, safety, safety. Right. But uh, uh, and then the the car industry, or at least the uh, the repo industry, they like it because if you don't pay make your car payment, they can just turn off your car. And yes. some of them can already do this. Yeah. Where they can uh, deactivate your car remotely. Imagine the accidents that would happen if your car just stopped in the yeah. middle of the road. Yeah. And our buddy East Coast Toasty Boy, who it's his That's first time name. on the show, we always That's like to cool applaud our new friends. Yeah. He says, uh, uh, da, 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 with guns, with hacks, number. No oh, it's the fear that it might be hacked. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I could see Russia intelligence trying oh, yeah. to hack into our computer system, stopping all of our cars. Yeah, think about it. You want to you want to commit a, a political assassination, for example, mm-hmm. you know, hack into their vehicle and make it drive off a cliff. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So stuff like that <laughs> is the president, I would not want to be in a self-driving vehicle you or a, a robot-driven vehicle. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh they, so yeah, but they don't want it for themselves, but they want it for the rest of us. Mm. Right. Again. So not for me, but for thee. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we've got more Alex Jones clips. Uh let's continue on with the interview. I want to meet his wife and children. Alex Jones is really interesting. I think he got divorced. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was like a pretty nasty public divorce Aww. anyways let's continue what's interesting oh this was funny this is just a funny clip because they you know who brian stelter is from cnn he's a bald he was like the bald fat guy let me show you let me pull okay. it let me pull up a picture of him for you stephanie and the audience can see him too brian stelter yeah i usually remember faces so he like he, he had a show canceled on cnn last year have you ever hmm. seen this guy i don't remember him no, he kind of looks like that guy that stole all of the clothes out of the luggage okay <laughs> <laughs> sam brinton yes <laughs> That's why I love my wife. I have the best wife in the world, folks. Um, so uh, Alex Jones apparently and Tucker Carlson had dinner together last or last like night in a barn. In a barn, yeah, that yeah. Because well, Tucker lives like out in the woods in Maine. Yeah, eating bugs. He, no, not eating bugs. They're probably eating delicious steak and drinking whiskey. But uh, Alex Jones apparently drunk dialed Brian Stelter from CNN, and this was what happened. Oh, my God. This is some funny stuff. What's interesting is, and I I mean, I don't know if you want me to reveal this, but we had dinner in our barn last night, and there were some drinks. And uh, after dinner, you you and my producer called Stelter on the phone. And what was so, and and it was on speaker, so I listened to it. What was so interesting was, you know, you've been very clear in a very direct, pretty masculine way, I would say, about how you feel about Brian Stelter. There's not a lot of confusion about your views on Stelter after clips like that, which doubtless he's seen because he Googles himself compulsively. He was very kind of syrupy sweet with you. And that's why I was sarcastic and told him I want to date him. You did. Oh, wow. In fact, the exact line that you had was, Brian, I'm not usually gay, but I want you. Yeah. And he seemed a little I bit, think the I don't know, open to it. <laughs> That's what's happening. I don't know what they're putting in Alex Jones whiskey that's turning the freaking conspiracy theorist gay. Hey man, the frog. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend East Coast Toasty Boy apparently found us from the John Burke interviews. So that's cool. Yeah, cool. Hey. Yeah, what's we up, love man? John Burke. He's a good friend. We do. Welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you guys here. We're having a lot of fun. All right. So let's let's continue this. They, they prank called Brian Stelter. So everybody night. wasn't shocked by it. He's like, give me your phone number. Give me, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And then he hit your producer up. Please give me his number right now. Let's yeah, that talk. was interesting. But, but I was being silly with him. But, but there was also a line. He goes, oh, Alex Jones. I, I, I said, I want you to come on my show. And he said, oh, you've still got a show? And I went, no, you're the one that doesn't have a show. 
Batman? Oh, bro. Bro. That was a low blow there. Well, because Brian Stelter got his show canceled, I think, like just this year. I'm pretty sure. Ouch. Anyways, too yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. Because, so, yeah, that, that was a really good one. All right. This, this next one is... Um, them going after the White House press secretary. I'd like to be drunk dialed by Alex Jones. That'd be funny. I could enjoy that conversation. That... I've always wanted to meet Alex Jones at Pokey Joe's in Texas and tell the waitress not to bring me any water. Right. That's the what fluoride. he used to do. He used to go to Pokey Joe's and warn everybody about the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he must have eaten the frogs, says I am Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> Bitchmobile says, don't eat gay food. Yes, we will try to, to try to avoid the gay food. Seriously, because of him. Well, I should not be drinking just purified water. I've always drank spring water because of him. I drank distilled water for years and years because I was so afraid of tap water, uh -huh. fluoride. Sign so he has really impacted my brain. Signs of Jonah says, uh, Stelter is used to low blows. Oh, is he gay? <laughs> I mean, he's got to be right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, how that makes sense. All right, hold on. Next clip uh, is this. This is them going after the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean Pierre. You look at the White House press secretary, who can barely speak English, who's one of the stupidest people I've ever seen, and a transparent liar. You wouldn't hire her to run your copy machine. She's the White House press secretary. Why would you do that? And it's not because of her race or who she sleeps with. I think the whole point is she's so obviously repulsive that it makes you feel bad about the country to see her. But oh, jeez, I mean, they're not pulling any punches on this uh, interview here, but uh, you love to see it. Alex Jones will always give you his honest opinion. Next clip that I have, this is actually from the um, this is actually from the White House talking about the Pentagon spokesman talking about the conflict in Ukraine. So Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones have been talking about this, that apparently the Pentagon is threatening the United States that if we do not send them more money, because I think the, the most recent appropriations package to Ukraine got held up because more and more people are starting to get skeptical about how much money we're sending into this conflict. Right. This uh, idea that apparently American blood is going to start being spilt, that if you don't if we don't send our money. We're going to have to send our troops. Ukraine saying this? This is us saying this, apparently. Take a listen to, to this. Ourselves? Take a listen. This is a White House uh, uh, press secretary, defense, uh, the Pentagon spokesperson for them. Take a listen. And so we can't support Ukraine. Their chief advisor yesterday said they're likely to lose this war if they lose the U.S. support. And Putin gets all of Ukraine, then what? Then where does he go? Because right then, he's up against the eastern flank of NATO. And if you think the cost of supporting Ukraine is high now, just imagine how much higher it's going to be, not just in national treasure, but in American blood. If he starts going after one of our NATO allies, because as the president also said, we take our Article 5 commitments very seriously. And so we can't support Ukraine. You get that? So he's saying if if Russia goes after one of our NATO allies, right. then obviously we're going to have to enter in yes. as an ally. Right. And then bloodshed will happen. Right. So. So they're not just going to like start killing us. It's it's if one of our allies. Well, goes they in. believe that you know if if it gets to so the the they're trying to to terrify us into sending yeah. more money to Ukraine, uh, and they and they want to they want to apparently threaten us with that if we don't send them money, we're going to send American troops. Right. Yeah. So you know, just ridiculous elitist. Watch my language here. I don't want to get too fired up in the morning. Globalist. The globalist. The GD globalist. The yes. 
damn blo- globalists. Yeah, those Bilderberg meetings. They finally admit it, says East Coast Toasty Boy. Yes, we've yeah. known, but we've known the this Illuminati. for a while. We've known this for a while. Mm. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here, all 165 of you guys. How are you feeling today? Hi. Freedom Family Friday means that my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, is joining us live on the show. Stephanie, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. We want people to like and subscribe, don't we? We sure do. And the hope that they come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the show. The Wake Up America show streams live and Fridays is when my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife joins us. And mm-hmm. we always have a lot of fun. Today, we're talking about the Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson interview. I've also got some Vivek Ramaswamy clips coming up here pretty soon. Uh, I really hope we can see more of Alex Jones. I mm-hmm. mean, it's kind of sad that he's been taken off of most websites online, except his own, obviously. Yeah. You he know, his face. He's been, he's, a, fun. he's been essentially been bankrupted uh, yeah. because of the lawsuits against him from the, um, the Newton, Connecticut. Right. When uh, he basically was saying it was a fake shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like the kids that like the kids, it was like crisis actors and the, like mm-hmm. the kids didn't really die. That's right. And that's so right. he got sued by the parents and won. Uh, the parents won. And it was like a billion dollar judgment against him. He's for always like a going to so, be paying it off. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to, you think, right? So, I mean, he's he's always going to try and appeal and try and find mm-hmm. some way to work around it. But it's. You know, it doesn't look good. He's so the way the bankruptcy works now is you're allowed to continue to operate because they want you to keep paying. All right. So he's still allowed to operate his show and do everything. He's just he's got to be a lot more careful. He said, and I thought I had this clip from the interview where he talks about Elon Musk not letting him back on in terms of like why he's not oh, back he has, on the platform. Yeah, he has a lot of respect for Elon Musk and he, he understands why he what, won't let him back what the on the responsibilities of on R and you know what he's up against. I think this is the clip, but hold on, let me just play it and we'll we'll, resolve, we'll react. Dart, I was taken off Twitter not for the Sandy Hook stuff that came later that they focused on. Look it up. Uh, they had uh, the former head of Twitter and the and, and the lawyer on Joe Rogan about four years ago. And Joe said, "Why did you ban Alex Jones?" The lawyer goes, "Okay, let me open my my clipboard." She goes, "Here's why. He was mean to Oliver Darcy." So I'm at the Capitol. They're having censorship hearings. Sundar Pichai is there. I just confronted him in the hall. Runs Google. And you guys are welcome to use that if you want. And then that was at the Senate. So now they were going over for a House meeting. And there's Oliver Darcy in the line. He gets to get in. I don't even get into a hearing where they then attacked me. They'd attacked me at the last hearing, but I don't get to face my accuser. And so I get in his face. I don't threaten him, but I say, you are an evil man. You're un-American. Coming after my free speech, harassing my sponsors, trying to get me off the internet. And the last place I was on was Twitter. They'd held out. Uh, and so uh, Jack Dorsey had held out. And so Jack Dorsey admitted, well, the last straw was I bullied Oliver Darcy. And so that's why I was deplatformed. Elon Musk thinks it was the Sandy Hook thing. Uh, and, and noticed- Do you know that in most cultures, bullying Oliver Darcy would be like a rite of passage. Like you couldn't, like that would be a positive good, right? No, that's <laughs> Oliver Darcy, He's, he's literally well. on Twitter, taking my sponsors, calling for me to be silent. So he's been attacking me, attacking my speech, and my, my and my living, and then all I do is shove a camera in his face while he's waiting to go into the hearing for five minutes and say, "Man, you are un-American. You 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 got some evil eyes." And I said, "You really look like us a piece of slime." I mean, I told him that. And, fair, fair. And and so the point is, he's a man. He's a quote journalist in the arena. He goes around harassing people and stalking them uh, financially and, and and their free speech. He'd he'd already bragged that he'd gotten me taken off all this other stuff and that he was instrumental, which he was. And then he can't take me saying, man, you're a jerk. Yes, that wasn't the clip where he talks about 
uh, why Elon Musk has not let him back on. Man, I was I wish I had yeah, that one because I, I remember listening. I thought to I played it, it but uh, that we had it this morning. But he says he he the reason why he thinks Elon Musk hasn't replatformed him is just because he thinks that it's going to get taken down. That 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 Twitter, which is struggling right now is going to essentially be taken down completely because they're already struggling with advertisers. Mm-hmm. If if Alex Jones comes back on, Alex Jones isn't mad at Elon Musk for no, it. He's not. He, he has a lot of respect for him. Yeah. He just, he, he mm-hmm. and he knows that it's a business decision more than any mm-hmm. like thing in terms of speech. Yeah. So interesting problems to have, right? And these are the, you know, these are the billion dollar questions about free speech private property and, you know, government censorship and, you know, everything in between. These are great conversations to have. I was just thinking about the platform that I would be most upset about being deleted. Yes, that's a good question. It's actually Facebook. Oh, okay. That's a good question. If Facebook went away, I would forget all all of the friends that I had in the past that I don't have their phone numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like I wouldn't have any way to keep in touch with those people. I'd have to, like, search for them in the phone book or something, like old school. Whereas on Twitter, it's like, you know, most everybody's anonymous anyway. So it's like, I don't know those people really. And anybody who's on Twitter, who is my friend, is usually on Facebook, too. Mm. So Facebook is the one for me that I would struggle with the most if I couldn't have it. Yeah. So like my dad's account got hacked recently. And yes. it's terrible because that's his photo album, especially mm-hmm. because he lo- all of his photos of his grandson, Mario, mm-hmm are on their videos from uh, holidays and things like that. It's funny because like, we don't really like Facebook anymore. We don't, we don't really use it as much anymore. Just like it for the nostalgia factor. Yeah. We just like (laughs) seeing like posts from years ago. Right. So I would feel bad to lose it, but I also just don't use it. Like I use Twitter or Instagram, for example, or things like that, you know? Right. Anyways, I wonder which, uh, which uh, social platform you would actually feel the worst about being deplatformed from. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can text the show at 573-319-1586. We just uh, jumped over 323 viewers. That's awesome. Are we being featured right now? Well, we're on the front page. Uh, we're not cool. one of the big features, but we're definitely on the front page. we're talking about Alex Jones. Yeah, I think everybody wants to hear and see this interview. That's People what, secretly mm, like him. Yeah, well, we've been playing the clips this morning mm-hmm. and having a good conversation about it. Probably the most shocking, though, of all the clips, I think, which is the one that's Probably the most relevant news is Joe Biden uh, oh. related to the yes. claims about Joe Biden. Let's take a listen. I, know, I don't know how Alex Jones gets this evidence. You this know what? Just... Because people send it to him. People sometimes send me scoops and things yeah. like that. They're like, you know, some FBI whistleblower actually contacted me last week and I'm mm. talking to talking to him about getting him on the show. So, so juicy. It is juicy. All right. So let's listen to this next clip. Right. You see the system, the media going after Biden and he deserves it. But they were covering it up until now. Now they're covering the laptop. Now they're covering attack on the dog. Now they're covering, you know, all of his senility, all the corruption, the Chinese spies. Attacking a dog. What a pig he is. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I was told that by Secret Service and by uh, people that, let's just say, work with them. And I'm going to leave it at that. But I actually have a contact for you. I'd like to be able to hear it from them. But when this is over, I'll let you actually hear it from yourself. I think they'll tell you off record. I think they're willing to talk to you. Uh, But yeah, he, he, he is completely out of his mind. He wanders around for the entire two and a half years. It's getting worse naked in the White House uh, in the middle of the night, doesn't know who he is. They have to give him a bunch of drugs, yeah. a bunch of amphetamines in the morning, and they've got to drug him uh, at night. Sometimes he's got to, though, he'll like be out for the morning for a while, and then he comes back out at night for a ball. That's when there's a real problem. He is on drugs. I, I have established that. I know someone who witnessed it. I'm not guessing at this. I know someone personally who witnessed him uh, 
taking amphetamines. And this was mm-hmm. this was during the 2016 uh, 20, 2020 election. So how's this going to? That's huge. I know you be out for the morning for a while. No, I don't. So interesting. Real problem. He's on drugs. That's a lot to unpack there. That is a lot to unpack there. And uh, here's the thing. You know, obviously, I'm I'm very evidence based person. I absolutely would be willing to believe this. Especially because Tucker Carlson said he's like, I know he has taken amphetamines. That well, that's that. I think bolsters it. He's backing up what Alex Jones is saying about the amphetamines, at least. Yes, uh, because when you get to that age and you've got to do what the president has to do and Mm -hmm. stay awake at all times of day, I would not be surprised. And it could be Adderall, right? Right. It could be just uh, heavy doses of Adderall, right? Legal amphetamine to to an extent in order to wake him up in the morning, in order to get around. But but the the idea that he's walking around the White House naked at night and doesn't know where he's at or where he's going that does not sh- that would not shock me at all i mean you worked, in a, you worked mm-hmm. at a hospital so talk a little bit about your like experience with dementia patients yeah i mean sundowners is very common amongst older people and so it, it's something about nighttime that all of a sudden old people just get really confused and they really do start like getting naked taking their clothes off walking around like if you're at a nursing home you'll see like the people ending up in some other person's room in the middle of the night and falling asleep in another bed that's not theirs. So it is very common to see something like this. So what is he? He's in his 80s? Yeah. Let's, okay. Yeah, I'm not entirely but, sure of his, yeah, of his I mean, age. I wouldn't be surprised about it. Because honestly, like these 81. people that have sundowners, they're totally normal and lucid during the day. You would have no idea that they're like this. Like I saw this in my own grandmother before she passed away. Like she was totally fine during the day. But once night hit, she just started becoming very confused, repeating herself, getting upset. So it's just it's just how it is. Something yeah. weird happens in the brain. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Joe Biden's 81 years old. Okay. So same age as my dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dementia can set in early. I yeah. mean, you That's have not even a, early. a family like member even that had early onset dementia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it would not shock me really at all to hear that mm-hmm. the, this happens to the president of the United States. But here's the thing. It's the president of the United States, Stephanie. We're talking about the man who has more power than anyone right. in the world. If there's a God on this planet, it's the president of the United States mm-hmm. with the power to end all life on this planet as we know it. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a dementia patient. I mean, that's scary. That's scary. And to think that yeah. the Ameri- Americans might be willing to reelect him next year. I mean, who's who's the real dementia patient, right? <laughs> the, United, the American people that would elect him? Here's here's the skeptic side of me is. I was thinking after I saw that um, Biden Christmas tree photo Mm -hmm. of him up on the ladder, like decorating his Christmas tree, he looked really good. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if the news is just putting out all this propaganda, making him look weak, making him look sickly and demented. But really, he is okay. Mm. Could that also be the case? That could be part of it. Like, he could be like crazy, like a fox in some ways. I think he probably is struggling with mental issues, but he probably, and he probably knows this, and he probably plays it up in order to be underestimated Mm -hmm. because that is a legitimate strategy. And we're going to make people think you're weak. Yeah. Make people think you're stupid. uh, It's a a useful strategy. I've seen people employ it. I've absolutely seen people employ it. It works. Play that damsel in distress. Oh, no. Yes. And then throw out that my Getty, you know? My Getty. What's oh, my Getty, Stephanie? A front kick. Let's see if my Getty. <laughs> yeah. Nice my Getty, Stephanie. Thank that you. was well that was very well done. <laughs> Sitting my Getty. Sitting my Getty. Yes. 
See if I can. I mean, do that it. would be powerful so against a threat. I can kick. Just whip it out. <laughs> if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, and I see 635 of oh you are, God. yeah. They like that kick. They like your kick. Mm. They like it when you kick. <laughs> Uh, if you're enjoying the content that you're seeing this morning and it's your first time here, which I imagine for many hundreds of you, oh <laughs> it is your first time here. Do us a favor, will you? Click that like button and subscribe to the channel. The Wake Up America show. When do we stream the show, Stephanie? We stream Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. So five days a week, you get a lot of great content. Mm -hmm. We talk about the biggest news of the day. Great clips, great content, awesome guests. Today's Friday, which means it's Freedom Family Friday. So my beautiful, smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson, joins us in studio, and we love her very much. Uh, we'd love to have you come back and join us, though, on Monday. So just so you don't forget who we are, when you click that subscribe button, you'll be able to find us a lot easier. So thank you to Rumble.com for featuring us up front and center. Now we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They oh, yeah. moved us. They did. They pushed us they up like there. They like us. They really like us. Yes, for sure. Robbie Theremin says, Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Again, the Jews are responsible. The Jews are responsible mm -hmm. for Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, for everything. Krav Maga, probably. Uh, I think Krav right. Maga is the thing that Israel uses. Yep, for sure, for sure. We've got a lot more great content to go for you today, but very briefly, we do want to remind you, speaking of Jews, that we've got a great special going on for gold this month. <laughs> I do have gold. Stephanie. I seriously came with a burlap sack of gold when I moved here. When I married my Jewish wife, she came with a bag of gold and silver. And yes. if you if you can't get yourself a Jewish wife, you're going to have to buy your own bag of gold and silver. We highly endorse and recommend our friends over at Lear Capital. You can visit them at LearAustin.com. Sign up for a free gold and silver information packet. It also helps to support the show. But if you want to get a $500 account credit, if you're saying to yourself, I'd like to buy some gold for the holidays, call that number that you see up on the screen there. 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175. If you want to get a $500 account credit, if you're a phone averse and you don't like talking on the phone, I get it. Just visit LearAustin.com. Send in your information. They're not going to spam you with phone calls and emails and just, you know, make your life miserable. They won't do that. They'll send you the information that you need, and then they'll leave you alone to make your own decisions. So, this went up past two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I believe. So it's it's getting higher. So if you have gold, I mean it it does go up. It stays very stable and it goes up and over time. It, and they'll actually buy your gold back from you. Yes, and they actually were talking to me about buying my silver so that I could buy gold using the money from my silver because silver it it's not as stable as gold. Um, so gold is is better there apparently than silver. Yes. All right. So thank you for that. For uh, thank you to Lear Capital for helping support the Wake Up America show. We appreciate that very much. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. So we got more clips, more clips, more clips, more clips. So Stephanie, you uh, this is the first time you've ever heard of this. This is called the Great Replacement Theory, mm -hmm. and everywhere you read about it online, it calls it a what? Oh, it's a white nationalist uh, theory. That's what it's Camus. Yes, is the Renaud Camus? Yeah, Frenchman, the one who uh, came up with it first, talked about it. But then they say the Jews are behind it. Yes, as well. Well, the Jews are behind everything, obviously, yes. as you should know as a Jew. Yes. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Uh, but uh, Vivek Ramaswamy in the Republican debate the other night mainstreamed it. So he brought up this idea and accused the Democrats. Mm -hmm of advancing a great replacement of white people in this country. Let's take a listen. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted 
to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in... And, and I do have a clip of him responding to criticisms of that, that it was an inside job. I agree with him, but let's continue. Oh, and thank you to Joni Rankin for $10 in the tip jar. Thank you, She Joni. says, good morning, crew. Thank you. You should be getting your holiday card soon, Joni. Yep. All I of sent our, it out this week. All of our big supporters, people like Joni Rankin, are getting our special holiday card this season. So keep an eye out for it, Joni. So January 6th being an inside job. So he advances this theory, and then now he continues on. Let's, let's 9-11, that the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech, that the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (laughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday morning quarterbacking and criticizing Well, if the replacement theory were true, wouldn't that mean that people like Vivek would start replacing some of these white people? Yes. So he would be somebody who would want this great replacement theory. Uh, to some extent. But the difference is that Vivek Ramaswamy like, is a billionaire who adds value to the economy mm. and isn't coming He's here. essentially a white person. I love Indian people. I really do. Like I, I always had Indian friends growing up in elementary school. My wife, folks, Stephanie Peterson. They Can we give so it up for smart, her? So disciplined. I think they're smarter than I am. Absolutely. I, we love Indian food. Yes. Yeah, Indian we, food, we, butter chicken, butter chicken. Absolutely. That's right. I like uh, Taj Mahal beer. Uh, anyways, so he said a lot there. Not just the Great Replacement theory, but he also said January sixth is an inside job. And he says that not only was the twenty twenty election stolen from Donald Trump. But he also believes that the 2016 election was stolen from him because of the, the Russia collusion conspiracy theory that plagued his administration, which was a complete hoax. So that's that was his reasoning for that. Do you really think his election was stolen? You really agree with that? Which one? I guess either or or both. Um. So on a loose definition of terms in the 2016, yes, the, uh-huh. that he was not able to accomplish his agenda because of the false russia collusion hoax Mm -hmm. that was manufactured by hillary clinton Mm -hmm. and christopher Steele and the dossier that was made up in order to go after him you know the russian p tape and all these allegations however that's the the democrat playbook right so you shouldn't expect like you're never going to be live in a world where democrats are not going to do things like that 2020 election mm, not so much just because most of the um, the election lawsuits by tr- that were all like 86 of them, I think, were thrown out by judges that Trump nominated. Yeah. Which So that's a little bit more dubious. But I do agree with the 2016 claims. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with him that January 6th was at least partially an inside job, because I think a lot of these uh, the videos that have come out have shown that these people were entrapped that they were they were invited into the capitol they were invited right. like so if a police security people just basically standing there mm-hmm. not doing anything right so here's here's how vivek sort of responds to criticisms of that specifically as well as and this is dana bash from cnn watch how expertly he handles the the pushback to his to his um uh, what they call they're calling conspiracy theories take a listen let's let's start okay. with january 6th sure 
There is no evidence that it is an inside job. It was a fringe conspiracy theory that the Trump appointed FBI director Christopher Wray has said explicitly over and over is just not true. So, OK, so that's her, her allegation right there. I do have to say thank you to Studio 314 for dropping $10 in the tip jar. And he's leaving. He has to go, unfortunately. Oh Have a great weekend, bud. We love you. We always love having you here. Whenever yeah. you're not here, I always notice. Exactly. We, we miss you when you're not here. Appreciate mm -hmm. you all very much. All right. So let's let's continue here. So Dana Bash advanced says that the idea that January 6th is an inside job is a conspiracy theory. Here's how Vivek responds. Let me. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to address it. I was an anti-woke crusader leaving the business world. And if you had asked me three years ago, is there some chance January 6th is an inside job? I would have said that was crazy talk. I would say looking at the facts of the video footage that have come out, Dana, it is shocking that you still haven't gotten a clear answer of how many federal agents were in the field that day. Look at now the video footage of actually throwing explosives and rubber bullets into what was a peaceful crowd, then releasing to the public. Did you see any of that, by the way, in that no, footage? No, not about this rubber bullets. So the new the new footage that's come out from the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, that was released, mm -hmm. showed them firing in rubber bullets into peaceful crowds, throwing tear gas into crowds of people who were not being violent, and just generally wow. committing acts of aggression against protesters. That, those videos weren't released initially. Wow. It's, so it's like they're essentially just attacking peaceful people who were outside of the Capitol, not inside the Capitol. Hey, they're not committing a crime to be peaceful. Right, right. Let's I wouldn't think. Let's continue like, on. What came in response to that? But now look at the video footage that was released. And I'm glad we're talking about it because viewers deserve to look at that footage. Pa Capitol Police literally letting people in who were then now prosecuted, some of whom have gone on to commit suicide because of what the government's doing. Mm. That is a case of entrapment. And I think the government has not been transparent about this. Which is why I then brought up another case where the government now 20 years later with declassified documents tells us that they lied to us at the time. And so I do think we have a government that's people. consistently lied to its people. But an inside job suggests that everybody was who, who attacked the Capitol was well, part of some... that. I didn't say that, but I was saying yeah. that there is case there's entrapment going on. There's entrapment going on. And this looks like a case of entrapment. And if you look at even over what the last What do you mean day, by entrapment? Entrapment yeah. means that the police what do you mean by entrapment. So she has this is a reporter, a professional reporter who has to ask him what the definition of entrapment is. People to do something otherwise than they otherwise wouldn't have done. And then they arrest them for actually doing it. And you, you saw don't that, think and, it was and, actually the former president who let's, was let's, trying well, I think to that get was the people. media narrative. Now, look at actually. We heard case. him. We heard well, him. I'm going to ask you about a case and see what you think about this. Right. You guys said this for a long so time good. about the Gretchen Whitner kidnapping plot suddenly gone silent after it comes out at trial that absolutely that was a case of entrapment, which is why two of those people were acquitted. So I'm saying this as somebody who on the other side of in here. Go ahead, Steph. I actually I was looking that up about Gretchen Whitmer. My ears perked up because I'm from Michigan originally. And apparently just this past day, two men were sentenced for that kidnapping plot. And one man is going to jail. Another man is getting probation. Two, and then two were acquitted. Right. So, mm -hmm. so two were sentenced and I guess, yeah, two were acquitted. So part of it might have been some sort of a scam. I, I don't know all the details yeah, about it. Each, yeah, you have to look at each individual mm -hmm. case. Um, uh, Kermode Bear joining us live says 1,600 viewers, Austin. Woo Already? Wow, it really escalated quickly. That escalated quickly. Yes, it did. That's it. I'm Austin Peterson. I'm the host of the Wake Up America show. This is my smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Hi. Peterson. She joins us every Friday on the show. Aww. We'd love to earn your like and your subscribe here to the Wake Up America show channel. Mm -hmm. Come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. We have a lot of fun. You get great news like this, great content, awesome guests. And Friday, we usually lighten it up because we do talk about the big news. But then 
in the last hour of the show, we're going to uh, pivot to more relationship and like, you know, social drama kind of stuff. It'll be a lot of fun, but we still That's got right. more Vivek stuff, which is really great. So oh, I love him. Vivek like cake. Yeah. I mean, whenever you say inside job, I always think like when people are like 9-11 was an inside job. So it's like, was the government truly plotting January 6th out and planning it. I think I think probably what happened is that they saw that there was going to be a protest mm -hmm. and the agencies probably got together and they they probably had a Jean provocateur, which is people who are there to instigate. Right. They wanted to arrest these people. They mm -hmm. wanted to create a means to go after their political opponents. So the deep state to an extent, right, the FBI, the, the security agencies, maybe the Washington DC Metro police that yeah. are there that are federal agents, by the way, not yeah. they're, they're cops. There aren't local cops. They're federal cops, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, instigated the crowd. And we see, we saw it happening because like they were saying earlier in the chat, they were shooting rubber bullets into crowds of people who were doing nothing. Right. They were doing nothing that was violent. They were peaceful crowds that were outside the Capitol. Were there people on January 6th who committed crimes? Yes. Right. Absolutely. Those people deserve to be prosecuted mm -hmm. if they destroyed property uh, if they stole property from other people. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and and that that's a different case from the people who are being entrapped, which means invited to do crimes. Yes. So the police are inviting them into the Capitol and then they're being persecuted, prosecuted for trespassing when they were invited in. You're you're not trespassing right. if you're invited in. It's kind of like vampires. Right. <laughs> talking about this recently, I believe it was regarding the CIA, how they almost entrap people yes like they they kind of lure in like the pedophiles for example mm -hmm. like the people who are selling drugs and they like bring them in and kind of push them to commit a crime mm -hmm. and, yeah that's entrapment like, making them do it but they kind of convince them to do well, it at the same time like it's very these, sneaky well it's kind of like some of these mass shootings right so they they'll say the fbi the the shooter was known to the fbi uh -huh. they were known to the fbi well, yeah, I like, what does that mean? Well, I think probably what happens is they they there's they probably find some troubled kid who's got mental illness, uh -huh. and they juice him up. They think that they're going to commit a crime, so they juice him up, they gin him up, they give him. Sometimes they've been found. The FBI has been found that they will like give them fake bomb materials. Oh my god! Right, and then go out and like entice them to commit the crime, and then they once they try try to use the fake materials, right. Then they arrest them and and do things like that. So there's this that there's this libertarian a little bit it's shady, a little sus there. It's going like, on. Would the person actually commit the crime if they didn't have the idea? It's in the been going first on since it's been going on since the, the beginning of time. Like false right. flags are have been. Uh, you could go back probably from pre-Roman times. Uh -huh. False flags have been going on. So like the Reichstag fire of World War II. You know what this one is? No. Okay. So World War II. Uh, the beginning of World War II, Adolf Hitler burned, uh, Reichstag is their parliament, mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, Reichstag was burned down by Hitler's own people and blamed on a Polish communist ah. in order to justify the invasion of Poland. Wow. So it was actually his so own that's people. That's probably why people think 9-11 was an inside job right. to justify To justify our intervention wars. into yes. Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh -huh. But then there is the, uh, then there's um, people, uh, Operation Northwoods is something. Jesse Ventura has talked about it a lot. That, that sounds so familiar So this was during me. the John F. Kennedy uh, uh, presidency. Uh -huh. And Operation Northwoods was a plan that was ad advanced by one of the members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff mm -hmm. of the Army. And this general gave a plan in order to justify a, a pretext for the invasion of Cuba. Mm -hmm. 
so this was during Raul, uh, Fidel Castro, Che Guevara, all this stuff. Yeah. And, and so in order to justify an invasion, this general on the Joint Chiefs uh, uh, wrote Operation Northwoods, which says we should blow up some of our, or, our own ports. Right. Blame it on Cubans. I think I remember you talking to me about this recently. Yes. And that was what Operation Northwoods is. So it didn't happen. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the general who wrote it was fired. Good, good. John F. Kennedy, actually, when he spoke, he said, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. We're not going to oh, do I'm, this. I'm glad. And, and so the, and they fired him. So it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Some people claim that um, that uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, which was a justification for the pretext of the war of Vietnam, mm -hmm. was a false flag. But it, there's a little bit of confusion about it because it's it's actually the Gulf of Tonkin is two separate incidents, hmm. one which actually happened and the second one which didn't happen but was reported to happen. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of confusion about false flags and like how they happen, when they happen, have they happened? Absolutely. Some are uh, real, some are not. Uh, and th that's, you know, foreign policy and that's, you know, that's statecraft and skullduggery as it is, right? So it's magic. It is. Well, the more you understand about these things, the more skeptical you become too, because some conspiracy theories are easily debunked, some not so much, and some are absolutely 100% real, oh. right? And when I say conspiracy theories, you're really talking about conspiracies. Right. So, for example, COVID-19, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the plot against our rights and to deny and to go after people who suggested that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the, was the, as, as the centerpiece of the, or what they call the epicenter of the pandemic, mm -hmm was a conspiracy theory until it was proven to be a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And at just this week, I had on John Miltimore on my show from uh, Fee to talk about a piece he wrote that, talk, that uh, showed that a scientist who worked with Anthony Fauci is now whistleblowing, saying he conspired with Fauci to suppress evidence that the COVID-19 lab leak was the real theory. Mm. And, and the reason why, ostensibly, uh, is because... Fauci, of course, was funding the, the Institute of Virology, and he wanted to cover his ass. Oh, my God. Yes. Through the NIADS, uh, Fauci was funding the Wuhan lab, and that's why he didn't want it to get out. That's, that's why it was, oh, it was pangolins. Oh, it was a turtle. It was this. <laughs> the bats. It was the, the bats. The bat soup. Bat oh, soup. Oh, my gosh. gosh. So, so that's a conspiracy. Yes. That's not a conspiracy theory. That was a. In conspiracy. So we know for sure it happened in the Wuhan lab. We know that for sure now. 99.9% positive, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we may never know for certain exactly what happened, maybe until like maybe 100 years from now. We still don't have all the papers on the JFK assassination. Exactly. So, I mean, people who are alive, who are in power, they always keep these things secret until they're dead or their kids are dead. So. Ugh. Anyways, we've got what? How we many? We want to know the secrets. We want to know the secrets. Tell yes. us. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America Show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Glad to have you here. What, 2,000 people watching us live? Wow. We have Alex Jones. He tells us the secrets. He doesn't wait until he's dead. Yes. Uh, Stephanie, they can text the show at what number if they want to text us? 573 That's right, Stephanie. That's correct. I have a good memory. Thank you. Text the show anytime, night or day at 573-319-1586. Let's go. Let's continue on with some more Vivek Ramaswamy, shall we? All right, let's continue. We're Vivek posting. As a biotech CEO, somebody who was even anti-woke, 
But if I was looking at this, I would have said a lot of this is crazy talk. But if you actually get into the details, I think it is startling how much the government has systematically lied. And I think it's both both parties over the course of the last 25 years. But on the, the left used to be better 6, at pointing this out the, and being skeptical of the government. The most, but now it's the right. Which is the most aggressive, offensive attack on the U.S. Capitol and on democracy itself that we have seen in our lifetime and in many, many lifetimes to say without evidence that it was an inside I'm not saying it without dangerous. evidence. I think that what we're seeing now is the video footage that's come out. I was in a different place before a lot of that evidence came out. But you have to respond to the evidence. Same. What is your response or what is anybody else in CNN's response to the video footage that was released of Capitol Police literally just peacefully allowing what, what, people into the Capitol? What we know or shooting is that into 850 people that's, that's, have been convicted of crime. But the reality woman. is many of them were convicted <laughs> before that information was released. And I'm do glad, you think that former President you're bringing Trump this up has there, anything to do with it? Because her, you're bringing up a really good point and your audience and everybody deserves to know the truth about this. Normally, there's a rule in constitutional law. It's called the Brady Rule. You have to turn over exculpatory evidence to the other side. In this case, it wasn't turned over because the DOJ said Congress okay. was sitting on Oh, man, that's some good stuff. Oh, my God. Wow, I mean, with that finger and his height. He gets right in her face. That is intimidating body language right there. Yeah, Van Jones from CNN was very triggered by Vivek Ramaswamy talking about the great replacement theory. Take a listen to how Van Jones responded to it. In the smug, condescending way that he just (laughs) spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump but he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. And you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I literally, I, I, was, I was shaking listening to him talk oh because a lot God, of people yeah. don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. But the good thing, Van, you can... And the sm- I, okay, so he's saying Nazi propaganda because of the, they're saying the like, great it's replacement these theory. minorities, they're taking over, they're taking over the white people. Yes. Yeah, so if you Google the great replacement theory, every single mainstream website, Wikipedia, everything says this is a, nation, a Nazi, yes. this is a Nazi yes. propaganda uh, a theory that people on the left uh, are, are trying to flood majority white countries with immigrants mm-hmm. in order to replace them. When you look at what's happening in Europe, <laughs> what's happening? Well, have you seen what's happening in like uh, well, uh, the Netherlands and in the UK? And people are like, help us. Yeah. When you've seen uh, and what's happening on the southern border in the United States. Oh, yeah. Is it really that like insane to suggest? And the, uh, obviously the Democrats recently, want this. Yeah. There was a video where there were these like Mexican immigrants coming mm. through like the, the wall, the gate, whatever it is. Mm. And it's a like, huge opening. And there was a guard just standing there, just like letting them pass through. And he's like, I don't know, whatever. And these people are just running. It's like, again, it's kind of like January 6th. They just let them through. Here, go ahead. Just come on in. We're not going to stop you. Yeah. Well, and so Van Jones is saying, you know, what I think is funny is that like, the uh, CNN lady is like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's fake. Oh, oh, here's Vivek. Oh, he's, he's, he's got a clip of Van Jones. Okay, okay, hold on. So Vivek is, oh man, he's killing it. Here's Vivek uh, posting this clip of Van Jones from yesterday. Let's see. Asking the white man to do something is difficult. And I think it'd be easier if we just acknowledge that it's difficult. No ethnic majority group in 10,000 years of human history that I can find ever went from being a majority to being a minority and liked it. And that's basically the request from 
the racial justice left, is that we want the white majority to go from being a majority to being a minority and like it. That's a tough request. And the reality is that change is hard. Change that you want is hard. Change that is good is hard. Damn, so Vivek posted that yesterday. Did you understand what Van Jones was saying there? So he's saying that white people, it it would be very hard to go from majority to minority. Uh, Well, obviously, nobody wants to feel like a minority in their own country. Okay, so but here's the thing. Van Jones is saying there the request from the racial justice left, and he's pointing at himself. Uh Uh-huh is we want the white majority to go from being a majority to being a minority and like it. So Van Jones is on one hand saying that Vivek is a Nazi, essentially, for talking about the Great Replacement Theory. And then he's saying that we want to replace the white majority with a white minority. He's spewing out poison himself in yes, the world. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, I get it. It's like if if I was a, a minority, I probably wouldn't be very happy either. Well, right? the funny thing is, is you are a minority. Behind this great replacement theory. Yeah, as a Jew, yes. Right. <laughs> ah, yeah. this is so funny. I am a minority. Right. So it's like, it, it's kind of like people who are really rich mm-hmm. going to the poorhouse. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's hard to do that. Right. And and so it's the same kind of thing. Like, well, how can you bring yourself down? Well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that uh, that white people are going to be um, replaced. If if they are, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon mm-hmm. because 70 percent, it's like 73 percent of the population of this country right now is white people. Now, mm-hmm. could could that but change? I mean, look at who's sure. having babies, it's not tr- the white people. You're right. You're right. Right. Here, yeah. now, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. So, in, are you white? I know this question always comes up, and I, I like researched it. Like genetically, I'm, I'm cause, white. Because yes. like, if I was in, if we were watching the new World War II in color uh-huh. um, documentary on right. Netflix last night, if we were in Nazi Germany right now, mm-hmm. I could live. I could go join the SS. Right. You could not. I was like, how could they tell? Do I have some sort of, I know you say my nose is Jewish, but like, let's say I looked like really normal. <laughs> no. Would they have any they idea? They would find you. Because so I have red hair. I could be the, Irish. The problem is, that, the problem was, was that like Jews are very good at keeping records oh. of their, of the ancestry. Yeah. Now Jews are not a race. So the, the racial, like the racial views of the Nazis were completely incoherent and, and totally incorrect. Because they cut, they they assumed that Jews were raised. Jews are a culture, an ethnicity, and a religion. Religion, right? right? But not a race. Yeah, I mean, we were just watching this fabulous documentary series last night on Netflix. Everyone has to watch. Yeah, check it, it out. It's really it's good. World War II. They redid all of this original footage, colorized it, added sound effects. Mm-hmm. It, it's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. And we actually saw that the Nazis they were literally like holding up these like skin color charts yes so like all of these people and they're like trying to study different races and eye color they're like studying all the differences so like the polish people that they captured for example they mm-hmm. would take them and and for uh let's see um was it britain's great britain because they had colonies at the time they had called up their reserves so 
whenever there would be they would capture british troops if they were like indian or or vietnamese mm -hmm. or like for example french had called the french had colonies a lot of black people there were a lot of black french yes yeah and there were uh vietnamese fighting the french army because mm -hmm. of the french colonies in Colonia. vietnam yeah which eventually led to the united states getting involved in the vietnam war but mm -hmm. you know 40 years later but it's it's fast it was fascinating to see in this world war ii documentary last night that they were showing the actual colors of the eyes yeah. Because when you see these things in black and white, it just doesn't have the same impact as to see it in uh -huh. color. But they were showing, like, they were trying to prove race based on eye color and right. based on these other characteristics of the people. But for you, for example, you you would be hard, I think, to detect as a I Jewish mean, woman. My skin is lighter than most white people, right? But you, as a you, would be obviously your ancestors came from Russia. When did your ancestors come to the to the United States from Russia? Do you know what year? I was, was it the early nineteen hundreds? Eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. That was yeah the great immigration wave mm -hmm. of that came through Ellis Island on the boat. Yeah, my ancestors the same. Mine were Danish. Mm -hmm. Came from Denmark to the United States in like nineteen o two or something like mm -hmm. that. Think about how brilliant our ancestors were to get the hell out of Europe in 1900. Oh, yeah. Like last train from, you know, last train to Clarkstown. Uh, it, it was. Yeah, as far as I know, I have no family members that died in the Holocaust. Right. Um, so so getting out of Europe at that point in time was like the most brilliant thing they could do. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so this all we're all coming back. This is all coming back to a discussion that we're having about like the great replacement theory. They, the left wants to have their cake and eat it, too. They want to say we want like they want to say what Van Jones has said, which is that we want to replace the white majority. Mm -hmm. And then they want to say that anyone who says that the left believes that is a Nazi. That's just so twisted. It is. Yes, they it just is. want it to be hush hush the yes. way they really feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the numbers on the show have continued to climb this morning. Good morning. What are we at? 2,400, 2,300 or so. Well, it's going to break the maximum. Well, yeah, we've we're ever breaking had the maximum. 3,000, I believe. We've been discussing this morning the conversation between Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson last mm -hmm. night. Some of the claims that uh, Alex Jones made about Jill Biden wandering the White House naked at night, which is <laughs> funny, but also kind of sad and a little bit scary. His wife does. It's Who? like, is she uh, Joe Biden's wife? Oh, is she Jill? Like, tending to him while he's walking around naked, or is she just like, I'm going to sleep? I have no friggin' clue. Honestly, they probably have a full time like White House doctor who's like there, a caregiver, because, especially if he's on. If it's true that he's on amphetamines, which yeah. I would, I, I would be willing to believe, uh, then um, he probably has a doctor that, who's there ready to administrate him. It kind of reminds me of like Michael Jackson uh -huh. in his oh, final years. Yes. He was on a lot of drugs. Yeah, yeah. So, to help him sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Michael Jackson had like an in-house doctor. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, I would assume the White House has an in-house doctor and nurse team. Sure. But it was probably it is. So the it was probably before Joe Biden. It's like you do have a doctor on standby, mm -hmm. but they aren't necessarily always prescribing you amphetamines and ensuring mm -hmm. that you're getting a constant stream of this. They also and from what I understand, uh, this is when I was running for president. I learned about this is that. They they um they have your blood ready to go. So like they have like your blood type uh, in a fridge in the White House wow. in case you're injured. Yes. And they also have it inside the White House limo. So when you're riding in, they call it the beast. Yeah. When you're riding in the limo, they have like a refrigerator with your not your blood, but blood for you in the it's like right next to the cans of beer in the refrigerator. Oh, would you like blood or would you like? Yeah, yeah. So because if like the president is injured in a terrorist attack. Uh -huh then he always has his blood nearby ready to go. So 
And this in, is so cool and Casey, creepy. In Casey, in Casey's thirsty, you know. I love hearing all the juicy secrets. Oh, yes, for sure. Underground. For sure. We love making friends. Stephanie, since we've got 2,300 people joining us on the show yes. this morning, can we say um, please like and subscribe? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. We'd love to have you come back and join us. What's the show schedule, Stephanie, my lovely so Jewish wife? On Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. And if you can't make it in the morning... We have a podcast available of this entire show, and you can listen to it whenever you want on any place that the podcast can be downloaded. And what's so the text? Apple, Podbean. And where could people text into the show and, and let us know what's on their mind? 573-319-1586. That's right. 573-319-1586. We've been talking a little bit about Vivek Ramaswamy this, oh as well this morning. Now we're going to put the view on. We're going to uh -oh. put the view on. But before we do, very briefly, since we've got such a big audience, Stephanie, do you want to tell our listeners really quick about APforLibertyShop.com? Oh, absolutely. So APforLibertyShop.com, if you have never heard of it before, it is basically the Grand Liberty Store. We have everything Liberty from phone cases. We have coffee. Do we have any of the coffee boxes? Oh, I forgot to bring them today, but we we sell a delicious founding flavors theme, a founding fathers themed coffee yes. called founding called flavors founding flavors. We mm -hmm. have Betsy's Liberty Lullaby, Adam's Patriotic Perk, Washington's Revolutionary Road. Oh, gosh. Franklin's Electric Elixir, Thomas's mm -hmm. Painkiller. So we have coffee for everybody. We have shirts. Lots of fun, like novelty gifts, for people, like Donald Trump. We've got Donald Trump toilet brushes, which I think mm -hmm. we have four of these left. Uh, yes. And if you want to get these before Christmas, definitely order them today because we have four left. And so go to APforLibertyShop.com. Get yourself some cool merch from there. Try some more coffee. And uh, yeah, and just see all the cool stuff. A lot of our like Pepe merchandise is very popular. Pepe the Night Crusader. So we have Pepe, the, cru yeah, Pepe the Crusader, Crusader Night and our new product line, which is customizable metal signs. Yes, which is that really is fun. actually very new. The mm -hmm. all-American custom steel signs. Mm -hmm. They are all liberty-oriented. We have eagles, American flags, 1776, you name it, horses. So we have animals, bears, hunting signs, everything. And yeah. you can customize them with your very own text. Like Ron Paul was right. You can get in different colors, different sizes. Customize them yourself, custom metal sizes, different sizes and shapes. Uh, you can get like bald eagles. We've got God Bless America, Living Free. So, for example, this Liberty Bell monogram, uh, you can custom. You can, yeah, you can wear it. Yeah. Yes. So, you can just come down here, click personalize, pick which color you want. You can get black, gold, you know, silver, whichever one that you like. So, let's say 12 inches, gold. Let's put, uh, what are we going to put in there? Let's put Stephanie. Vivek, like cake. Or Vivek, <laughs> right? Or uh, Alex Jones, right? Alex Jones was right. Oh. There you go. We Click actually next. have a sign contest going on until Sunday, this Sunday at 11.59 mm -hmm. p.m. And so basically, if you go to our website and you go to the All-American Custom Steel Signs and you pick one, customize it, take a screenshot of it, and you can um, post it on Twitter to, and you have to tag AP for Liberty on Twitter and also do hashtag, I believe it is AP for Liberty. What is it? Custom, I can't AP remember. for Liberty <laughs> contest. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so we have a contest. We'll post about it on Twitter mm -hmm. again. We've been posting about it, but 
Um, the winner of this contest wins a free sign. So there is incentive here. You will get a gift. So this is very great. There we go. All right. Yes. Thank you very much for uh, for the helping us to do a little show promotion there. Yes. Go to AP4, and that's the number four, AP for libertyshop.com. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get it back into the uh, clips this morning. We're the talking view. about the view yes. where they're talking about hate speech on college campuses. Let's take a listen to what the ladies of the view know or don't know about the topic. In the way they are. Or you want to call Hamas and a I think that's, that's not a government. Can I, can I just weigh in yeah. here? Yeah. Because, um, you know, I think this, this, what uh, Elise Stefanik, the congresswoman, mm -hmm. was talking about and what this entire hearing was about should have been about free speech and free speech. And although many people may feel uncomfortable with it, mm -hmm. the most hateful and heinous speech is the most protected speech. OK, campuses have not and been so, good for free speech so, in years. Well, so but but they have been. They and what Harvard actually has one of the worst but, records. But what on you have what you heard was them saying what is completely accurate under the law. It depends on the context. So if someone does yell at a crowd, racial slurs or calls for genocide in a public place, in a crowd, that is protected speech. One on one confrontation. If a white student, for example, says to a black student a racial slur, then it's that, that, is, that is about me, the codes just, of conduct. Can I just finish yeah, this for a moment, the law, please? But, but the codes of conduct must adhere to the law. So but it when can it's go when it's than one, the law when it's protect students, no, it, it, it really can't go against the Constitution of the United States. So when we're talking about this one on one type of thing, yes, that is when that conduct leads to harassment and could be actionable by the university. And that's exactly what Harvard but as it said, do you have to commit genocide to be able to condemn genocidal language like that's a that's a dangerous no, slippery slope. No. Yeah. But but again, use of that type of example is really inflammatory and it distorts but that's actual what, words distorts being used what, on college campuses. It distorts what the law is. The law protects that kind of language. So and in my so what she's saying here essentially is that it's okay to have hate speech towards a group but it's not okay to have hate speech against an individual oh okay so that yeah, was, I was her long so confused it's by so her confusing. definition and code yes. of conduct and constitution hate speech is protected when you're discussing groups she says okay but not individuals so you can say the jews need to be genocided but you but can't you say can't. steffi needs to be genocided because uh. she's a jew Huh. I mean, I think freedom of speech is freedom of speech. Yeah, I think it is as well, right? Words are words. Unless you're actually threatening somebody with a real true threat, and then yeah. obviously that's that's, that's harming that person. That's obviously, yes. You, you right. can't make a threat of, I'm going to kill you, let me go get my gun, right? At that point in time, then it's them right. fighting words at that, at that point, point. You call the police. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you and I, we, you know, we'll call the police and, you know, let them come and clean up the mess that we left. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, First you get out your gun, then you call the police. <laughs> then you call the police. Right. That's right. That's right. Stephanie knows yes. a little bit of karate. You got to watch out for my wife. And she also knows how to use a gun. So that's right. Uh, Levin 214 says how this show is still on is mind blowing. He's talking about the view. Oh, you know, oh I was yeah. like, our show? No, what? not us. Not us. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking the same thing i'm like who are these people on the panel i mean 
Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar. They're like the only two originals. Everybody else is gone. Yeah. Yeah. They just keep recycling people. It's like, who are Surreal, they? Surreal, first time on the show. What's up, Surreal? Hi. Says, uh, just lost 10 IQ points. True. I know. <laughs> it's like these people are trying to be political journalists or something and mm -hmm. it's like what what are their backgrounds like who are these people cj824 she's got it right she says how do they feel about the free speech of alex jones ah oh, good they probably would not like that very much no they would not yes for sure east coast toasty boy calls them the karen crew yes that's also good basically <laughs> If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. We've been hanging out with over 2,000 people this morning. Isn't that wild? Oh Stephanie and I, our, our own little show. Yay. So we're going to move on to another topic this uh -huh. morning. And uh, and I just want to say for those of you who are being introduced for the, us for the first time. So the Wake Up America show is our passion project. It's part of our small business. We're trying to essentially start up a libertarian production company. Uh, and we have plans to expand and grow into new shows. We're working on a documentary as well. Mm -hmm. Battle of Athens documentary. Yep, a Battle of Athens documentary that's set to come out next year before the election. Uh, and we also have uh, a merchandise shop that we try and grow and build our brands so mm -hmm. that we can uh, spread the ideas that we really care about, which is limited government, you know, economic freedom, personal liberty. That's APforLibertyShop.com. Mm -hmm. We both got started as like liberty activists with Congressman Ron Paul's presidential campaign. Mm -hmm. um, I ran for president as a libertarian in 2016 and U.S. Senate as a Republican in 2018. And that's how Stephanie and I met. I did not run for president or office at all. No, but I was, I was just a very loyal volunteer. Stephanie was my number one most committed, most devoted, loyal volunteer. Mm -hmm. And of course, I did not become a U.S. senator, but Stephanie and I fell in love. And so I, I won the real prize. And we got married a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and uh, we just celebrated our second anniversary. Mm -hmm. And um, we are deeply in love and we try and, you know, make friends with as many people as we can and try and build our little business. So, yes. so that's what the Wake Up America show is. It's a five day a week two-hour morning show, talk show. Mm -hmm. We try and build healthy online communities. So when you come here and you watch the show, if you're in a, if you want to be in a good mood in the morning, this is the place to come because we don't have the biggest audience in the world. Like this is, you know, a fluke for us to have this many, this many people watching us. Typically we don't have this many, but we, uh, we just want you to know that if you're looking for like a healthy community and you want to be a part of a group of activists that really want to bring positive change to the world, then this is the place because we really encourage healthy communities here, positive dialogue, and we try and discourage negative, hateful, you know, insane, you know, yes. personal. The, we, we try not to engage in the politics of personal destruction here so that we can have a safe place that we can all gather and talk about ideas and debate and have like disagree with each other. It's mm -hmm. totally fine. But we really try and build a healthy community because we think that in order for us to be able to build the next generation of freedom fighters, we need to have. A, a place where we can all gather together and feel like we can share our thoughts with each other and be friends. Absolutely. I mean, I've been in some of the other podcast chats of, of people in the Liberty community, and it is just disgusting. Yeah, they, people can be very hateful, very yes. cruel, you know, and, and they're all that. personally attacking each other. Right, right. And we try and discourage that. It's not to say mm -hmm. that, like, you know, if you come in here and you say, you know, you're having a bad day and you're calling somebody out for whatever reason, mm -hmm. like you're not going to get banned or something like that. Right. So, but I mean, like if that's your whole MO, then we're probably not the place for you. But if you like to have a good, positive, sunny, if, if you want to start your morning the right way, the wake up America show is great. Not only do we have an awesome show, great guests, great regular guests. We got Dave Rubin on this week. 
We did. Uh, we had we have re great regular guests like Camelia Peterson and Daniela Pensack and you, my lovely wife, Stephanie. Um, so it's a great way to start your day. But also we have our own coffee brand, which mm -hmm. go, which pairs very well with the Wake Up America show as well. So, so you wake up. Yep. It if does. you don't want to wake up, you yep. can have Betsy's Liberty Lullaby that has go. no caffeine. No caffeine in it. There you go. So decaffeinated. All right, Stephanie. So we've only got about 40 minutes left on the show. It's oh flying by this morning. Oh, it really is. Yes. Uh, it's uh, ta -ta 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 -ta. Oh, uh, Quest Fanning texted in. He says, YouTube has a note from Wikipedia about Great Replacement that shows up in my view history for yesterday's show. Oh, so the fact that we talked about the Great Replacement theory, YouTube they is... left a note? YouTube puts a note on our show. Ah, uh, yes. Because of that. That doesn't surprise me. Um, where are we on the show? Are we talking about relationships next? Yeah, or do like you want to? Power mm, let's talk about... Things? Do you want to talk about um, emotional cheating? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this so was... Dear Abby. Dear Abby, this was from the New York Post. Um, this is talking about emotional cheating. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about this. We're going to move off of politics proper, and now we're going to talk about more personal stuff here this mm -hmm. morning. So uh, my boyfriend Rick and I broke up 10 years ago and reunited two years ago. I'm in good health, own my own home, and I'm financially independent. Rick is nine years older. He owns his own home and uh, is retired. We have been seeing each other every other week for the last two years. He spent many hours painting and doing repairs to my house. I cook for him. I give him massages. We have a fantastic sex <laughs> life. So what's the problem? Well, Rick is emotionally involved with another woman. He claims they aren't in any way sexually involved. Should I tell her about his involvement with me? Should I tell her? Right. Uh, the other woman. I have her name, address, and phone number. Rick refuses to tell her about me because he says it will upset her. Whoa. I think she ought to know. What do you think I should do? I love him dearly and don't want to lose him. Question, being played in New Jersey? That's what they're asking here. Here's how Dear Abby responded. Yeah. Listen to your intuition. The thing, first thing you should do if you haven't is ask Rick why know, the woman knowing you about you would upset her. Does she think that his relationship with her is exclusive? The second would be to tell him you would like to, him to introduce the two of you. If he refuses, call her. You deserve to know exactly what's going on, which may be that they're much more involved than he has been admitting. Uh, Barney Stiles, you're not banned from the chat, brother. We see you there uh, this morning. Oh, no problem. does he so, think he's not being heard? Yeah, he thinks he's not being heard, but we do hear him. You so. are seen and you are heard and you are important. Exactly, Barney. We hear from you. Okay, so emotional, emotional cheating, Stephanie. Cheating. What's your thought on this? What's your take on this as a therapist, which you are? I mean, it, it is a little bit odd. It's yeah. like, why is he still talking to this woman and not telling her about the woman that's in his life and mm -hmm. his relationship. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is definitely sus. Um, in terms of if so, yeah, I think first the the people in the relationship should have the conversation and, you know, talk about, OK, why? Why are you not open with this other person about me? What's going on? You know, what does she provide for you that I can't provide for you? Do you want to be polyamorous? I mean, I know a lot of people are polyamorous nowadays mm -hmm. where they just believe that they can have multiple relationships so that they can fulfill all of their needs all at once. Yeah, I think this is sus. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's sus. If if a man doesn't want to introduce him, it's because he feels like he's got a, a relationship that would be in danger if the two women knew about each other. Right. Uh, but emotional cheating. Maybe it was like somebody he was with during those years that they weren't together. Because I'm like, why do they have this hiatus and then get back together? Like, 
well, it's what a, happened. And it's a boyfriend situation, which is a little bit different than, for example, our marriage. Right. Right. And emotional cheating is a is a serious threat to relationships, I think, even more than physical ones. I think you've mm-hmm. said this before, that you think that, like, physical cheating is less than emotional cheating, or maybe maybe I'm misquoting you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about in terms of what would make me more upset. Because I feel like emotional cheating, at least for a man... <laughs> That would be like way more time consuming and like that would get into their head a lot more. Whereas physical cheating for a man, that means nothing. You know, it's like purely physical, purely sexual. And the man really doesn't think about the woman after that. Mm -hmm. Whereas emotional cheating, it's like the man continues to stay in contact with this person and like feels an attachment to them. Mm -hmm. Whereas when they're physical with someone, they really don't feel that attachment. For a woman... If a woman is emotionally cheating, that's dangerous. That is because women, you know, are much more emotional. But gosh, I feel like if a woman physically cheats, she naturally is emotionally going to cheat as well. I think when a woman has sex with someone, she may not admit it, but she is emotionally attaching to that person at the same time. Uh, Our new friend, CC2023, who's over in the comments this morning, says, sounds like she needs to back away from him emotionally. Mm-hmm. She needs to take her emotions out of it because it won't work out possible. Um, it's a, that's not a relationship, says Robbie Thurman. It's a fracking soap opera, tactical eye roll. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this guy is non-committal. It sounds like he's not willing to commit. I don't know how old these people are. Right. So maybe they're in their early 20s or something. But um, which changes the dynamics a lot. If it's right. if you're in your early 20s, then it's going to it's going to drastically change the dynamics of this. Yeah, so it's definitely a red flag. I mean, the fact that she like that his current girlfriend gives him massages, cooks food for him and they have a great sex life. It's like that's great, but is his current girlfriend not very emotional? Is she not like approachable in terms of talking to her about how he feels? Yeah, obviously there's a lot of information we don't have about this, yeah. but I would say that if he doesn't want to introduce them. That's us. That's definitely a red flag. Something to be something to be concerned about. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The part that dear Abby said about how like you should take it upon yourself and call the girl, mm-hmm. you know, if he won't really tell you much. I don't know. I'm not one to reach out to to other women like that. No. I, I don't. I don't think so, I would so do that. What if like, what if there was a situation where like a woman was constantly hitting me up? Like you have access to my Instagram. Right. So if, if a woman is, is hitting me up, mm-hmm. then you're going to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if let's say that you saw my Instagram comments yeah. or like my DMs and you saw that this girl was like, you know, flirting with me, sending me messages. And like, I, let's say I'm not responding, mm-hmm. um, but she's, she continues to try and she just keeps doing it. At some point, do you think you might say something to her? I just really don't like to get involved. I think you would. I think after a while, you would probably be very annoyed by it. Like, I would hound on you you're, the most. Well, I would be like, this is on you. Like, you are the source of this. Like, no, you need to. I, if I'm not responding, I'm not the source of it. Oh, if she continues to just message you and you're not responding, who cares? Mm-hmm. Just block her. All right. So if, if you're not blocking her, you're not a very jealous person in general, but right. you do get jealous a little bit mm-hmm. sometimes. Oh, of course. Yes. What do you think is it, it is that would actually like kind of trigger your jealousy? What would trigger my jealousy? I just, um, maybe I'll get myself in danger this morning. Hmm. What would trigger my jealousy? I think, 
gosh, a woman that you're probably like giving giving your time and attention to, mm-hmm. like truly, mm-hmm. where like you're spending time like having lots of conversations with her. And like you want to like get together with her mm. if you were like, oh, yeah, you know, well, I, I want to. That sounds like it's know, crossing the line. So that would. But yeah, like if I saw you like messaging with a woman often, mm-hmm. you know, like she's messaging you, you're messaging her and you guys are like enjoying, mm-hmm. you know, chatter together. And it's taking away from our relationship. Yes. We're like, I'm trying to talk to you and you're texting with this other person. That's obviously. Then big, I would be yeah. like. Okay, like you probably need to reel that in a little bit, not not spend so much time. Hot Water 84 says, it sounds to me like he's got two girlfriends. Me too. Uh, Corey and Callie says, why does she have so much info on this woman? She's already done snooping and confronted him. Now, the snooping part, I will do. Here's the thing. Hold on one second. (laughs) I want to hear that. CC23 says, I need to disagree with you. There are so many women who can be in a sexual relationship and not have feelings for their sexual partner. Probably true, but maybe the exception to the rule. Go ahead, Steph. Oh. Um, so anyways, about the snooping, mm-hmm. I, I am the queen of snooping. No, you're I not. You're all stalk. snoops. Oh, yeah. I love snooping. Snoopy women, snoopity yeah. snoop. It's oh, snoopy. I love it. I love it. So that's the thing. Snoop I won't approach her directly, but mm. I will, I will basically be like the NSA on her ass. I will be like tracking every possible thing I can on social media. I will be Googling her constantly, finding old photos of her, finding her life story. So I'm I'm very good at that, That's but she will uncommon. she will never know that I exist. <laughs> I make sure that my tracks are not seen. <laughs> that is not uncommon. That is not uncommon. Women love yeah. to snoop. It's it's we were watching some reel recently where it was like it was showing like how guys and girls act after the date is over. Mm-hmm. And it was like they they the girl goes home to all of her girlfriends and she is like they're snooping on him. They're like finding his license plate. They're analyzing everything that he did during right, the debate. Right. And the, yeah. the, the guy goes home to his like roommate and they're just like, so how's tonight? Oh, it's good. And then they're talking about the game and they're not talking about anything else. Like it's like, they're not like even thinking about it at all. Um, good morning. If you're just tuning in to the wake up America show over 1,500 people watching oh us gosh. live, we'd love oh. to see it. We, we never have this many people on Friday. So oh. we're thankful to have you here as a big audience today and grateful to have you as an audience member. Can I ask you a favor? Would you please click the like button here on Rumble and subscribe to the channel that you're watching us on right now, especially if you're enjoying the content today. For people like CC and East Coast Toasty Boy for the first time joining us this morning, we'd love to have you come back and make friends and stick around because the show does stream live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. So if you've been looking for a great way to start the day, maybe you're getting the kids ready for the school and you want to find out what's happening in the world, we try and make yourself make ourselves destination listening for people like you. So we don't want you to forget who we are. So subscribe to the channel so you can remember and be like, hey, let's listen to Austin and Stephanie on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And of course, Monday through Thursdays, we typically do like the news and the politics beat a lot more heavy. We did cover it a lot today. But on Fridays, when my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie, joins us, that's when we tend to start talking about like a little bit more relationship issues and different things like that. So like Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Oh, God, Taylor Swift. Um, man. She, oh, time woman of the year. Did you want to weigh in on that, Stephanie? I really what do Adolf Hitler her. and Taylor Swift have in common? I know. I think that's weird that that Adolf Hitler was chosen. I really don't understand that. Mm-hmm. That was before World War Two. But yeah. Was, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was still a good man, I guess, back. No, then, right? <laughs> no, no. I'm curious to see the criteria of what makes a person the person of the year. It's like, what, you know, what are the criteria that they have to meet? 
It's like Taylor Swift. She's just your all-American, well-rounded woman. She's everywhere, doing everything. She's on tour. She's so talented. And she's a good influence for women. I mean, she's not a whore, I don't think. Uh, she, oh, she might be a whore. Sometimes her dress is a little bit, you know, not... Camilla uh, good relationship material. Rare Camellia says, so for women, it's called snooping, but for men, it's called research. Sounds sexist to me. Okay, Adolf Hitler was named Adolf Hitler was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year in 1938. Uh-huh. This decision was based on Time's tradition of selecting a person who, for better or for worse, has done the most to influence the events of the year. For better or for worse. It sounds right. like a marriage. It's It's important to note that this designation is not an honor or an endorsement but a recognition of the significant impact that the person has had on global events. In 1938, Hitler had become dominant and transformational in global politics. He had a profound effect on the course of history. The decision to name a person of the year was a reflection of his influence and notoriety rather than a commendation of his actions. Time's choice often sparks controversy as it can include figures who are infamous rather than admired. The magazine's criteria focus on the impact and influence of the individual rather than, their, rather than their morality or the ethics of their actions. Their Taylor. footprint. Correct. So, <laughs> Taylor Swift. I mean, I I know uh, Pearly Things was definitely upset about this. Mm-hmm. She did not think that Taylor Swift should have won. She thought Elon Musk should have won, which I do agree, I agree. to that. If it's about impact, yeah. I mean, Elon has impacted our world rockets. way he's, more. Yeah, He's running the world's, yeah. like, you know. The music a, concert has nothing Not as much. Rockets. Yeah, be careful about that because the Taylor Swifties will kill you. Um, oh, fook. Oh, Fook. Oh, Fook over on the live stream. First time we've seen Hi. Oh, Fook today. What's up, Oh, Fook? I like your name. Says, would smash Taylor Swift. I like him dead-eyed and malnourished. I mean, she's really pretty. I don't think for those reasons, she's but pretty. other reasons. She's not my type. You know, it's I, yeah. I never cared for the high-maintenance ladies, right? right like, right. to me, like, high, I, you know, I've dated some high-maintenance ladies in the past, mm-hmm. and I will say that they are more trouble than they're worth. We were just talking about this on the way into the show today, weren't we? About how you're different. Oh, yes. I talk, we were just talking about, like... Oh, like, I definitely am. Because we were talking about an ex of mine, uh-huh. and how she's so, like, high-maintenance. Oh, yes, we were talking about that ex. I've actually met her. Yeah. yeah I sat in the back of a car with her for six hours. Yeah, yeah. And, and could barely understand anything she says, because her British accent. Well, she couldn't understand us. Yeah, but... That was the problem. But she's, she, you know, she's like an oil baroness. <laughs> she travels the world. She's always wearing, like, Fendi, Gucci, Prada, and all this right? kind of stuff. And if I was... Because we were talking about, like, what men really look for in a woman. Uh-huh. And, you know, the video that we were watching was saying, like, it doesn't matter how much money she has or what, what power, because men don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Men will marry a McDonald's checkout girl. Right. Women don't do that. They want to, because we were watching the video about the woman who's like, she got rejected by a matchmaker because her standards were too high. She was like, I want to have someone who makes as much or more than me. Yeah, she's like a 38-year-old woman applying her makeup on TikTok while talking about her relationship problems. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how, like, if I if I cared about money, mm-hmm. if I was if that's what I cared about as a man, then I would have just continued to pursue that woman who was mega wealthy and powerful. Mm-hmm. She's now like a, I think she's a member of parliament in the UK now. But mm-hmm. but yeah. but she won for office. Don't even care. Uh, not not yeah. what I really look for. Like my life would have been hell, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to navigate something <laughs> like that. You know, I would have, it's more trouble than it's worth. Even the money, the money cannot buy happiness. Uh-huh. We men know that because we have to spend our lives, our whole, our whole value is based on what we can provide. 
And so since we're already providing for ourselves and then we want to provide for our families, you know, it's nice if our wife makes money. It's nice if our wife brings it in, but it's not a, a deal breaker for us because at the end of the day, like the, the qualities that you embody mm-hmm. are the wifely qualities that, and I, that I talk about that men, and I even said that men, most, a lot of men don't even know what they want in a woman. I know. I don't think I even knew what I really wanted in a relationship either mm-hmm. in terms of the roles. Mm-hmm. I did not picture myself as like a housewife. It's funny because you have Travis Kelsey, who is Taylor Swift's boyfriend, and he is this high value male, Mm -hmm. but even he is dwarfed by her Mm -hmm. and her fame and fortune and glory. I'm sure she's more wealthy than he is. Oh, yeah. So so there's this really funny meme. Uh, Did you ever see this picture of Hillary Clinton where she's like in a normal person's house and she's like looking around? A normal she really was in a, a normal house. person's house at one point in her life. Yes. Well, <laughs> the Hillary Clinton picture of her in a small house. I might be able to find in a small apartment kitchen. Hold on. Let's see if I can find. Yes, here it is. So this is the, like it. The, you like Hillary Clinton, like hangs out in like presidential palaces. Okay. Right. So she does not like hang out with the normies. Here is Hillary Clinton in uh, in a normal person's house. Look at her looking around. So they've got like plants in the sink over here. And she like, looks this afraid. Is, she, well, she looks like she's never seen anything like this before. I wonder if I can zoom in. I wonder if this I can't is make real. it any bigger. Like if she really no, it's real. There. Oh boy! But she looks confused by this. Like the right. people actually live like this, huh. right, in the world. Because obviously, she, you know, she lives obviously. But here's the thing: this is Taylor Swift walking into Travis Kelsey's mansion in Kansas City. Get it? You know, right. like. <laughs> Do you believe I really again, I love Indian people and I agree with how they marry because they do a lot of matchmaking and usually they marry within the same caste system. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're pretty similar with your finances. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really important because, you know, a rich person has a hard time understanding a poor person and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Oh, Fuchs says if he cared about money more than about love, he wouldn't spend it all on hookers and cocaine. Wait, if he cared about money more than he cared about love, wait a second, I'm so confused. He wouldn't spend it all on hookers and cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) We're having fun here this morning on the Wake Up America show with 1,400 people live joining us. Wow, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. you. Maybe we should win person of the year for our impact. Yes, exactly. Impacting 1,400 people. Without Rumble.com, we would not be doing this. Thank you to Rumble. We appreciate you. And if it's your first time here joining the show, we we would love to earn your subscribe. And if you're one of the 1,400 people who are joining us at live and you are subscribed, make sure you click that like button because that helps us to spread the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty, which is what we're all about. I'm Austin Peterson. This is my wife, Stephanie Peterson. She joins us Hello. on Fridays, Freedom Family Fridays, as we call it. So it's a great day to, it's a great way to start your day and have a lot of fun and, and goof around and learn about the news and politics and relationships and all kinds of stuff. Kind of a we're the Taylor Swift of politics, if you will, mm-hmm. of liberty politics. Yes. Yeah. I'm the Travis Kelsey. You're the Taylor Swift. That's right. There we go. Or I'm the Taylor Swift and you're the Travis Kelsey. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Just you're better kidding. than me. No, I I'm agree. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. You're we, more high value. No, I'm just teasing. That's why I married you. I'm just teasing. We do, we do have 127 likes, though. So thank you very much. Moki97, first time here. What's oh, up, Mochi? Moki? I think it's Moki. Oh. Moki97 says, got to check their credit score. Yes, very true. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Evil laugh. Yeah, because like so many people get into relationships and then they get into debt because of their partner mm-hmm. and they get screwed and mm-hmm. it causes a lot of problems. Money is one of the main problems in a relationship. Yes. 
It's true. Yes. What else do we have on the show? We've got more topics to go to. Oh, we were going to talk about um, uh, old-fashioned relationship habits. That sounds nice. That we should bring back before the end of the year. I was just talking about something like that the other day, Mm -hmm. where I just wish that that the old school Mm -hmm. things would just come back. Mm -hmm. It's just special. So this is old-fashioned. I've got a list of old-fashioned relationship habits. That need to come back. This number one on the list is already shaming me. Uh-oh. Uh, and I feel ashamed. Uh-oh. Tell me. S- number one, spend quality time together with no major agenda and no technology. Yeah, you are really bad at that. I know, I am. Sorry. I mean, you do usually message people while I'm trying to talk to you. It's true. And I'm sorry. I apologize. I need to learn how to put down the smart. I do try. Every once in a while, I realize that I'm doing it like at dinner or something like that. And I'm like. I need to put this down and I get know. away from it. But yeah, well, I like what you do now when we eat dinner is you put the phone in between us and mm-hmm. you play videos mm-hmm. so that we can both enjoy and watch. Yes, that's what I like to do at dinner time. So I'll put like my yes. little phone down and then I'll start scrolling through the um, I'll start scrolling through the reels there. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, yes. This- yeah, I am not attached to my phone whatsoever. Honestly, I keep my phone on silent. The only way I know my phone is ringing is because of my watch. I only have certain notifications on my Fitbit, so it'll it'll vibrate. But I mean, I really could care less. I, my attention is always focused on what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, so spending quality time together without the mobile devices. Uh, but that's again, old school things we need to bring Trump back. Trump is like that too, and you know, high value, successful men—they're always working, making deals, and so it's like you would not be as successful if. You put your phone down. It's true. I mean, I am like responding to customer inquiries from APForLibertyShop.com and, you know, answering questions for customers and things. So, uh, Ofuk was talking about his cocaine. I just sent him a link to the... um, Oh, yeah. Buy some cocaine from our store. The White House, not cocaine. (laughs) You cannot buy cocaine from our store. Uh, But you you can find our uh, White House cocaine finder magnet over at APForLibertyShop.com. So, Ofuk, you dropped this. Uh, you can get you can find you get your cocaine back over at apforlibertyshop.com. Oh, and don't forget too that um, all of our um, everything is shipping is free over at apforlibertyshop.com. Oh, and it some is. people, Stephanie, were asking about this. We got the uh, the assault gnomes. Oh, in. we did. They so, came in stock now, so we're going to sift through them this weekend, figure out pricing, all of the details, and. I would assume we'll have them up by next week. Yeah, some people have been asking about the um, the garden gnomes with machine guns. Uh-huh. So we just got them in this week. We're going to list them on the website this weekend. So keep an eye out because we now have garden gnomes, assault garden gnomes. This weekend we're going to list on the site. Cute. Yes, they are. Uh, all right. So continuing on with things that um, old school things with couples that we need to bring back, which is be fully present when you're in the presence oh, of others. Another, oh God, another like number one. They're just really bashing you today. Yeah, right. Oh so give the your friends and family the gift of you this holiday season. Your undivided attention and kindness. Absolutely. I mean, it is really saddening. I remember even like 15 years ago when I was first shocked mm-hmm. by a family that I saw at a restaurant and they were all on their phones and I was like disgusted by it. I was like, how could they do this to their children? Mm-hmm. But now it's like, that's just normal for everybody. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be. Taz Sport, who is their first time here on the show today. Nice to meet you, Taz. Hi. Says, I even quit social media. Wow. 
Thank you. That's brave. I mean, seriously, if we weren't doing the show and the shop and all this kind of stuff, I probably would quit social media. It's like, I'm just checked out. I wish I could, but I can't. Robbie Thurman says, someone complimented me for opening the car door for my wife. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself to tell him that my door handle didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think those chivalrous things are really cute. Mm hmm. Uh, number three, express your sincere appreciation for loved ones every chance you get. Now, this one I do do. You do do that. Do do. do yes. Do. Yes. No matter uh, how sure you are of someone's appreciation and admiration, it's always nice to be reminded of it. So, you know, sadly, it's often only when we're tragically reminded of how short someone's life is when someone dies mm -hmm. that we start to appreciate the importance of expressing our love openly. Don't wait until it's too late to tell the people that you love how much you appreciate them. That is something that I am good at. Yeah, you're way better at saying I love you than I am. Because in my family, I was never raised that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't say I love you unless it was like someone died or something. And you notice that about my family is that is that we are you know more sentimental. Mm -hmm. and you like that about our family. I do. I do. And I definitely want to instill that in our own children, mm -hmm. you know, give them hugs, make them know that they're worthy. They feel loved. That is that goes a long way in the terms of self-esteem. Peterson men are like about as masculine as you can get while still having like a heart and mm -hmm. like being able to like be you know, emotionally available to the women right. in our lives. Right. And and then and there's kind of a line that you can cross with that where it can go too far, mm -hmm. obviously. But I think the Petersons, we definitely straddle that line pretty well. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to be masculine, be a man, be a leader, but not be emotionally disconnected out of touch with mental health problems because we're not able to connect, right? Right. Number four, old school relationship habits we need to bring back. Work together and help each other grow. I think we're good at this. Oh, absolutely. You certainly are amazing at it. Yes. Right. Yeah, work together, help. I mean, I can't really use your help in my therapy because that would be violating privacy laws. So mm -hmm. I can't be like, hey, help me brainstorm. Although I do. Sometimes I'll just ask you more general questions like, hey, you know, what if somebody's going through this? What would you do? You actually and take yeah, a lot you, of inspiration from yeah, for your clients. Especially about relationship advice. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like worried that I'm not contributing enough to our relationship because I want to make sure that I'm there and present for you. But then I forget that like sometimes just the content that I'm putting out and what I'm discussing and it, 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 you take that and use it. Mm -hmm. But then also you do come to me like when your clients like are men who are dealing with the mm -hmm. you know relationship issues you know you ask me how did i deal with those when it came to women and how did like my struggle and it's been helpful to some of your clients oh, yeah. i mean i share red pill content with my clients all the time there's she she's like one of the only therapists out there who isn't like leftist socialist totalitarian oh yeah she like shares red pill content with us if you want if you mm -hmm. wanted a therapist who would actually help you as a man and not try and convince you that you that you need to hate yourself as a white male. My wife is like the only therapist out there who will not tell you that you're a piece of shit for being a white male and will help you to like actually build healthy relationships, right? Oh, absolutely. And that you're not them, evil yeah, for being a man. I give them all the secrets of the women. I'm like, okay, look, this is how you communicate with a woman, okay? Because mm -hmm. they're going to... They're going to want you to do something. They're going to be like, hey, honey, can you take out the trash? And then five minutes later, they're just going to do it themselves. And you're going to be like, what the heck? What happened? Mm -hmm. And and so it's just like helping guys understand women behaviors and, and the things that are annoying about them and just, you know, trying to navigate that. Mm -hmm. There is a way. 
Number five on this list, focus on inner beauty, right? Um, hard to say. You can't fall in love with just physical beauty. You can be lusted out. You can lust after it, right? But when you really connect with a person's inner self, most physical imperfections become irrelevant. Now we like we love each other for for our bodies. Like I we, know we, we do. I call you Adonis yes, every day. You love my body. I do. You, I there's do. nothing you love more than to see me naked in the morning. So I'm here. Like you get very excited by this. Not like Joe Biden. I, I'm not sure that, that would not, not be in a, a bad good way. But yes, yes, I would like it if you walked around naked all night long. But but one day uh, I will not be this beautiful specimen I of a know. man that in before you and we'll still have love for each other because we understand we have a, a relationship that goes beyond like our physical affairs right because we do recognize that inner beauty mm -hmm. about us i mean you are you are so giving to people you really are mm. you know you you like give gifts which i'm not very good at doing you like call people up just to talk to them or help them give them advice i'm not really like that I also so you, give away with some of my secrets sometimes to my friends, yes. like business secrets and things. Yes. So Chickadee12345 says, who's the redhead? Who are you, Stephanie? Who am I? Oh, yes. me. Like, who am I really? Yes, who are you? Chickadee's, I think it's Chickadee's first time here. Nice to see you. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I'm, I'm Stephanie Peterson, also known as Steffi. I am Austin's wife. Chickadee also says that uh, they wouldn't mind seeing you naked. Me? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing you naked either. Oh, my God. That's inappropriate. I'm married. <laughs> See, I, I love, am the best cock blocker you will ever meet in your me, life. Chickadee, they're spectacular. She's she looks. Is a, Chickadee a woman? Uh, probably not, but oh, gosh. Uh, but she but trust me, the Stephanie looks great naked. <sighs> Number six, we're talking about old fashioned relationship habits. Oh, but who am I? I'm also okay. a social worker, so I do I do therapy for my main job. Mm -hmm. So that's usually where I am during. Stephanie's the week. a therapist, and I'm an, uh, a liberty activist. Number that's six right. on this list of old school relationship habits we should bring back tell the truth oh i always tell the truth you're not so good about that no, no i don't think so no, and no. i really struggle with that well it's it's yeah. it's more like you know does my ass look fat in these jeans and i don't ask you that question on purpose no, i don't I want mean, you to lie to me no, right but i mean like you know those little white lies and things like that i think yeah. okay like i don't lie about my political i don't here, here's the thing i don't lie about the things i should lie about right which would help my career I don't lie about political things. I don't lie about my political views about things. But like, if like, you know, if I, it's okay to lie to the Nazis. Oh, I would lie to the Nazis. So there you go. So then like lying There you is go. Okay. I'm a liar. There you go. You're a liar. Yes. But don't lie. I don't lie to you like about like how I feel about whatever it is like that's important to me, like right. for you and stuff like that. Like if there was some problem with like our in-laws or whatever, mm -hmm. I would tell you that, mm -hmm. right? I would tell you the truth. I wouldn't yeah. lie about it, right? Yeah. Or try and keep it in. Number seven, apologize when you know you should. I, I'm pretty good about that. I say I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have to apologize for very much. No, you but don't I, do anything. No, and like you apologize too much. Oh, all the time. Yes. Yeah. Try to, for anybody out there watching, try to watch how often you say I'm sorry mm -hmm. and see if you can replace sorry with like, excuse me mm -hmm. or something else. Because usually when you say I'm sorry all the time, that really shows people that you're you're not super confident. Mm -hmm. Number eight, work out your relationship issues with each other, not with others. I love this one. Absolutely. Right? That Don't again. negatively talk about a loved one on yeah. social media. Oh, and that again is why I would not approach. If you were emotionally cheating, mm -hmm. I would address it with you, not with your woman. Mm -hmm. She can do whatever the heck she wants, you know, but you are the one that is accountable to me, mm -hmm. not her. 
That's a good one. That's right. All right. Next on the list, number nine, be a force of positivity and encouragement. I mean, that's all, that's all you are. Every just day, one all day. Yeah, all you are you is too. you're encouraging. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Number 10, over-deliver on your promises. This is what I try and do in my business relationships. Mm-hmm. But mm, I don't know about my personal relationships, I guess. What promises, I guess, would on I have made? promises? Yes. Commitment means staying devoted and keeping your promises. In other words, just don't say it, just show it. So today, I promised you, I guess I didn't promise, but I've said I would help us to take down the waspy light. Oh, I know. Yeah, we have wasps that collect in our bathroom light from our attic. We've mm. we've tried spraying. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a mess. Anyway. Um, men lying, Quest Fanning says, is when they say, no, it doesn't make you look fat. Women lying say, it's your baby. Oh, oh. That's why I do support <laughs> DNA tests at birth. Yes. I think that is fine. A prenup and a DNA test at birth. Which leads Let's us to the very which leads us to the very last yeah. one on this list, yeah. number eleven, which is be loyal. That's the one loyal. Like, like we're both loyal. We're both very, very loyal. Yes, be loyal. Remain it's faithful in relationships. 1,200 people watching this live to finish the show. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around. uh, Here's what I'd like to ask you a favor. If you haven't already, check out our website, ap4libertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, ap4libertyshop.com. Do me a favor and browse around. Would you do me a favor too and just test the custom metal signs? Go and see how easy it is to design your own custom metal sign. Head over to ap4libertyshop.com. You can get signs like the 1776 steel sign, and you can also customize your own, like our Liberty Bell monogram sign. You just click personalize and then go and do a little sneak preview of it. Visit it, check it out. Uh, we've got a bunch of amazing products Gosh, over we at the have shop. Everything. I mean, it's so hard to remember all the stuff. We do 3D printed stuff. Right now we're printing killdozers on our 3D printer in our house. We also have keychains that we sell, little gun keychains. I mean, we sell ornaments, so we have lots of holiday stuff. I know this is like kind of last minute holiday gift things. We have wrapping paper. I mean, pretty much anything you can imagine that's Liberty style, we have that. Check out all the reviews. These are verified reviews of our <laughs> delicious coffee. And um, I was making a joke to you the other day. I was like, what else can we add? Butt plugs? <laughs> <laughs> If you plugs that say don't tread on me and just an fyi if you want to buy uh, extra bags of coffee if you buy two three four you see the the discounts add up two three four four bags you get a full 10 percent discount if you buy more than one and remember these prices that you see on our site is free delivery in the united states so check out our coffee try one of our custom signs visit ap for liberty shop.com that's we are a family-owned business wife and i stephanie we run this website we have the principles of 1776 that have never looked this good look at that ooh government shirt mm-hmm. we have a lot of pretty ladies on the site you can find women real libertarian women in bikinis so chickadee <laughs> whatever your name is chickadoo there who wants go. to see me naked you can see some naked ladies on the they're website they're not late they're not naked yeah just visit, almost visit ap4libertyshop.com citizen <laughs> james says he likes your program he'll be back have a great weekend. Oh, great. Thank I you. I think we won some people over here. I'm glad to hear with that. With our sex appeal. That's right. We are sexy. Yeah. All right. We, we stream the show live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. So click like and subscribe before you leave. And we'll see you on Monday. The Wake Up America Show. What do you want to say, Steffi? As always, be free. See you on Monday on the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com.